Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is uh, Deanna Russo, the lovely and talented. She's been in so many sketches with me over the years. Uh, she was Catwoman in the Batman series. She was in the James Bond shower scene. Uh, she's so great. I'm always writing scenes with her <laughs> where I'm hitting on her, basically. And here she is on the podcast, and she's so, so interesting and so, so sweet and talented. So I'm glad that she's on the show. Uh, oh, I was going to plug something for her. What was that? She texted it to me. Let me look. Let me look. Oh, wait, she just said, just tell people that you, she was on the Pete Holmes Show. Well, that's very sweet. <laughs> She's on the Pete Holmes Show, which, by the way, you should be watching. It's on at uh, midnight after Conan on TBS. Here's the sponsor, everybody. It is Warby Parker, which is a new concept in eyewear. They were founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty objected, objective to create boutique-quality, classically-crafted eyewear at a revolutionary price point. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage-inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom-fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. Available, 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 exclusively. Through our website, warbyparker.com and showrooms, the glasses start at $95, and their titanium collection starts at $145, including prescription lenses. All glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. There's no additional cost for that, and all glasses include a hard case and cleaning cloth. No additional items you will need to purchase. They make buying glasses online easy and risk-free. Their home try-on program allows customers to order five pairs of glasses to be shipped directly to them where they can try them on in the comfort of their own home, get feedback from friends, family, colleagues, loved ones, trusted friends, enemies, and use the frames for five days before sending them back free using the prepaid, prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. When you, We actually did this. They sent us a bunch to try on, and then I picked one. It was great. When you uh, place an order for prescription glasses, we will get them started right away and have them in your hands within 10 business days. They usually arrive even faster than that. And for every pair sold, we distribute a pair of glasses to someone in need. They offer non-prescription polarized sunglasses for $95, uh, $145 if titanium, and prescription polarized sunglasses for $150, $195 if titanium. So go to warbyparker.com weird to choose your five free home try-on frames. Visit that URL. You will get free three-day shipping for weirdos. Warbyparker.com slash weird for free three-day shipping. Send the frames back, choose the favorite pair, and order. Warby Parker makes your entire experience completely risk-free and free shipping all around. And you get to contribute to a charitable cause. Buy a pair, give a pair. For every pair sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. That's it, everybody. Warbyparker.com slash weird. Go do it. And uh, enjoy Deanna Russo. Here's a high five. Hi, thanks, man. Nice to see you. You're all showered and clean. I just showered. God, I love the weekends. <laughs> Don't you? I do. What do you do? Are you a do things person like Oren, or are you a do nothing person like me? I do things. Don't get me wrong, but I love a day where I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but you have like a regular. You have like a regular job. Yeah, yeah. You're one of those actress ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So it kind of takes the meaning out of the weekend when like your weekdays. So if anything, I kind of avoid doing things on the weekends because. Everything's crowded with all the people that are oh, at yeah. work. You forget that that's when the uh, civilians... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same reason why I you I shouldn't avoid... say civilians. I just mean people with regular... Like me. Like you. I'm a civilian now. I'm I go to... I shop on Saturday. I shop on Sunday. Because you have no choice. I have no choice. It's your free time. Or you go in the evening, and then you're one of those weirdos. 
Yeah. I find grocery shopping on Sunday surprisingly not that busy. That's good to know. Yeah. Just keep that in your when you go when you go shopping on the weekdays, they always ask you, like, oh, do you have off from work or something? Like, they oh, always really? ask you about your day or, like, yeah. especially if you get a manicure, like, the manicurists always want to know. Why you're off? Yeah. Like, do, you have, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a job? <laughs> like, they're always, snoopy. They're very Are you Do you get snoopy. manicures from a robot or a Vietnamese woman? <laughs> it's a Vietnamese <laughs> robot. Well, you know, they drop syntax, too. They'll, they'll Not syntax, but drop words, too. You yeah. have boyfriend? Yeah, That sounds exactly. like, like a, a computer, pro, like a yeah. very basic computer program. <laughs> Although, if we tried to speak Vietnamese, I, I'm sure it would be uh, really fucked. I remember that. I mean, that was most of my life. Yeah. Was, uh... You know, not living on a regular schedule. You look so fresh and clean. I think because every time I see you, you're like I'm making, always you're sweaty make, you're and wearing sweaty a bald and under cap. lights and yeah, and wearing so much makeup. <laughs> yeah, I, of us. I went all day. It was the best. I saw DGP, my my oh, yeah. therapist. You yeah. listen to the show? I listen to the show. Okay, so DGP, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, your damn theme song is stuck in my head too many times. I'm gonna be honest. See, I never hear the theme song because I don't listen to the show. It's better not to. Just but like, every time I do, I'm like, I think. I'm, I try and sometimes what's the history guess with the percent what's that oh the, sorry to interrupt no who cares I was just gonna say the percentage of like how much did Reggie's theme song help the show oh it was a Reg- it's a Reggie song it's Reggie yeah. that makes so much sense yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. it's so damn good Reggie right. Watts and then, and then he just did it I kept having to, I've told this story before but I kept having to hound him and now when I listen to the show because I never hear it when I hear it it makes me really glad but yeah. you hear it too much I hear it too much. I understand that. That's, no, it's, it's not fine. too much. I just hear it in my head because it's so catchy. I catch it is my, catchy. I, there's a constant jukebox playing in my brain. Have you heard? So. I'm gonna instead of just saying I've said this on the podcast before. I'm just gonna do a podcast. Only, with you I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be say, honest with you. Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay, good. Here's the thing, and I, can I, if I may defend Please. myself, I'm just gonna write something down. Please, uh, if Feel I may defend myself. First thing I'm writing down is OCD. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I um, did not understand the concept of a podcast mm. until. Like six months ago. That's fine. No, but so like I feel like I'm late, to, but I've been on podcasts before you understood. Before I understood like the medium. Like I, didn't, I think I get that. You know what I mean? So it felt weird to me. This is actually the first podcast I've been on since I started listening to podcasts in general. And so when after when we had worked together, the guy that stood in for um, Matt, uh, my my buddy Brock. Remember Matt was flying in from New York to do the. Uh, one of the Batman sketches or something. And anyway. someone with literally a stand-in. Yeah. He was a body uh, double. Brock. He's, Brock. He was a redhead dude that I cut his hair. I Brock, yeah. He's, well, it's cool. I really do. He's a, he's, he's a solid dude. And he was like a little starstruck because he Wait, like, was, was he... such a good podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, me? He was, ta- he was starstruck on you because of your podcast. Sorry, How Brock. Odd. I know he's listening. Brock is... He looks a little bit like Matt? Yeah. He was on the... The Catwoman one. The, um, whatever. When we were in, like, downtown L.A. And anyway, Matt couldn't fly in for the entire day because he was coming from New York. This is, bef- this is pre's show. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they were like, what are we going to do? And Kearns knew uh, our, our... Brockies. Yeah, he knew Brockies. Oh, Brock, Brock, Brock. Brock, <laughs> Brock Pot. Brock Walters. The Brock Pot. <laughs> the Brock Pot. Put in the Brock Pot. Nine hours later, you'll get a lot of funny, tender jokes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, Brock. Uh, how did we get... Oh, and now you're listening to podcasts. So, yeah. So, of the ones that I've listened to, I would say... What do you say, listen to? Uh, the Moth. Uh, yep. And... Um, I don't... Sometimes I... I don't know why. Here, here's my evolving podcast. What's yeah. a podcast? What's not a podcast? Yeah. Things that are shows that become podcasts. Like I'm like, Q&A? it's not a podcast. Yeah. Q&A I don't know why. I'm wrong. Yeah. I am wrong. Also, This American Life, my favorite podcast. Ugh. I'm like, that's not a podcast. Right. It's not. 
if you have a staff and people are going out, it's a radio doing, show. Ra- yeah, like radio that you lab. release. Radio yeah. Lab is not a podcast. Um, uh, these are some of my favorites. But then there's yeah. ones like Stuff to Blow Your Mind, which has production value and stuff. And I'm like, that is a podcast. I don't know that one. It's good. What Katie it? told me about it. Hi, Katie. I should listen to it more <laughs> often, but some, my science cup gets filled up pretty quick. Um, on Being with Krista Tippett. On Being? Oh, my God. Her voice. Mm. It's just, she's so intelligent and so well-spoken. Anyway, mm. her podcast. It's a radio show that's a podcast. It's called On Being? Oh, yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, does that, is that as new agey as it sounds? Yes. But she also interviews atheists and Phil Donahue, and, you know, it's really great. <laughs> Phil Donahue and atheists? No, he's very spiritual. He's a oh, cool Midwestern oh, dude. Anyway, oh, that was Phil. one of my favorites. But <laughs> your, your interview of um, Tig was like... Wasn't that fun? It was just so If you ever, romantic. like, run out of uh, faith and love, you can listen to <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah! It's a good one. And then I ran into her, like, I still right remember. I feel... And... I f- sorry. No. Mm-hmm. We'll find it. We'll find it. No, okay. I mean we're doing. You're doing great. I'm just like I'll find it. Okay. I'll find when to talk. At no, you. not it's... at you with you. Okay. I just I'm I feel fortunate that I got to see her face because she looked yeah. so in love the whole time. Yes. And I I've only always known Tig as part of her humor is it's she's not deadpan. She's very animated. Yeah. But she's she can be more serious faced, in a, a hilarious way. Not a serious person will play up a serious face. You know, like when she's a stand up. And then when I got to see her light up like like a like a small child, yeah, it was great. The two it was of them a privilege. together. Anyway, that's what I was gonna, also going to relate to. Yeah, so I'd listened to that, mm. and then ran into the two of them, and it was like I was so like just like kind of the weirdo across the room, like just gushing over their like they're yeah. sitting on each other's laps. I'm like, oh god, yeah, you guys love it. I yeah, love the whole story. So it was nice to have the background for it too. Yeah, anyway, no, that's a good one. But what were you gonna? What's OCD? Oh, I just wrote down OCD only because. When I get songs stuck in my head, now what did you it's have? A green thing. Green. I just pulled a green thing out of my. What teeth. was it? Probably kale. Nice. Yeah. I just drank my smoothie out of a honey cup. Yeah. Oh. Like it was a honey jar, and I made too much, and I didn't have anything glass to so put, put it in, in so I put it in a honey jar. That's sweet. I, I'm, I'm a fan of myself. How, <laughs> how are you with self love? I do stuff, and I'm like, this is adorable. <laughs> Are you okay with that? I'm totally okay with you, that. No, I mean with you. Do you love oh, yourself? Myself? Yeah. I, I know you do, but I mean, like, how are you? We can all do better. We can all do better, We don't guys. want to be narcissists or, like, weird Caesars, I, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, <laughs> are, how's your internal monologue? Are you loving yourself? More so now mm. than ever. It's mm. It didn't always used to be. It's been a journey, which yeah. is, yeah. Journey. Is this on being? This Did is on being. Did you just being. turn this into on being? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh... Well, do, how did it go with the parents? Were they were they effusive? Yeah, yes. I could do no wrong. Ah. Yeah. And here we have the comedian actress. Sure. That's one That's one way to it. I'm so grateful for that. You have Thank the, you. You have the kids that burn down their parents. You know what I mean? They lit yeah. their parents on fire. Oh, I, they were burning for a while. My parents were on oh, fire Oh, you had to burn them? Oh, yeah. Mm. It, it, it's really been within the last year and a half. That I feel like I'm cracked open, and and my parents like I have a really good relationship with my Tell parents. Tell me now. why. Um, Can I offer? Is it legitimacy? Is it because you're working? I don't want no. that to be the answer. Oh, no. good! Yay! It's I. Th- that's no good. Yeah. Anybody can go. Well, she's making money. Right. Like that's boring to me. No, because I've been. I'm lucky that I've been making money for a little while. It's just. Um, it, <sighs> as an actress. As an actress. We should say. As an actress. And maybe we should say. 
We've worked together in the Batmans. We already said we that. We did Batmans. And, and James Bond. And, and, and James Bond. To be a, yeah. We've been naked a lot together. You've been hitting on me for years. I have been. We constantly <laughs> write sketches where I am saying the worst things and to a person. Yes. And it's always you. And we've never actually had like a real conversation. Because nope. we're just... Except when you were on my lap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And thank you for that, by the way. For <laughs> Well, we started... To, we were talking about anxiety. Yeah. Because for me, it's all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like... Uh, that's that's not actually an erotic situation. I don't think I have to say that. Do you like my I shirt? I just realized you're wearing a Batman shirt as you're talking. I looked yeah, down. Yeah, I know. Emily, Batman in the streets crying about my dead parents in the sheets. Oh, that's good. It's a weekend shirt. Good I job. love it, but I wouldn't wear it, like, you know, to yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> they dress you there anyway. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. I, I could wear it to work. Uh, but I love it. It's also very soft. Why don't they make all teeth? You feel this I kind know. of softness. Yeah. Why aren't they all that soft? Get on board, teeth. This is an op- this, this is an option. I understand maybe they wear out sooner. Anyway, let's say stay where we are. So no, no, we, you were on my lap. It was a sex thing. It was a sex thing. Very mild. We were, we were uh, implying sex. Simulated so, sex. Simulated sex. Yeah, I'd never pass up an opportunity no, to say simulated no. sex. Uh, and that's the first time I had ever done that. It was surprising. Oren, who's also never done that, I know, because everything pretty pretty much, he's done some stuff like that. But, like, I know that that was a first for him. You'd never have known it. He was very, he's so professional. That was, yeah. He's so good at, he's good at acting like he's been there. You know what I mean? That's, because I've done a lot of simulated sex, and it's not fun. And that was, but, but you know, doing it with well, you and was Warren was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it feels really gross because you have to force this intimate, intimacy with somebody that you probably don't really like. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's No, I get it. And, you know. I'm such a fucking prude. Are you like, really? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a Jersey girl, so I talk the talk. But at the end of the day, like, if I can feel your breath on me, like, I, I wig out. You know? Because yeah. that's a very... That's something that I save for my loved one. Like, sure. I just want to feel your breath on me. You know uh, what I mean? Like, it's very... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a little dragonfly flying it's, by your neck. Yeah. Is that your breath? Oh, <laughs> Even when it's stinky. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Dragonflies don't smell good either. <laughs> yeah. But the idea... I, I, I got that. and But we got through that. But while in yeah. between takes oh, it's yeah. supposed to be erotic or it's supposed to look erotic we were talking about anxiety and ways to cope with anxiety and that goes back to we were also I'm just I tried the down. EFT it's Did hard you like it? I liked it I felt very ridiculous Self-love. the first time because you have to like read it while you're looking in different directions oh, yeah. well, it takes a, but then a once you n- memorize it it's very effective yeah, for people listening that want to try something trippy, I have a few. This will probably just be a trippy episode. I don't care. It's no, no. You know what I want to come. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All we'll right. get to that. Uh, you don't sound excited. <laughs> no, I am. I am. All right, but back to EFT. She did ayahuasca. De- Deanna did ayahuasca. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. That's why I'm, it's not why you're on the podcast. I've, I've wanted to have you on it for a long time. But I, it was a good excuse. As it comes up, I book the podcast as people are coming in and out of my life. I don't. Oh, it's cool. not booked ahead. Yeah. You just book it. Yeah. Katie knows. We booked this today. We did book uh, this today. So we will get to the ayahuasca, but um, you know, a little background. Yeah, uh, yeah, a stranger, yeah. a stranger's ayahuasca trip is less interesting. Than yes, somebody no, we know no, about. no. That's that's good. Uh, but the EFT for people that want to, you can, you can. We've talked about it on the show. It's it's the stupidest naming thing, named thing. Emotional freedom technique. Yes, and it's basically tapping. Other people know it's tapping, and tapping is like these these certain points that are. It's like acupuncture, but you're not using a needle. That's yeah. the only way that it kind of made sense to me. Yeah. And I, it was something that even I, for all my open hippiness, still thought it was weird. But now I do it, and it's like a not fucking around sort of thing. Yeah. 
I recommend Googling the basic recipe. There's okay. a lot of different recipes. That's the one I sent you. That was really helpful. Basic recipe. But you did it. You got you to gotta stay with it. Yes. Um, so you, you tried it and it was okay? Yeah. I was having a major anxiety uh, issue a few days after we shot. And, really? Um, yeah. And it really kind of helped talk what me off the ledge. What was that about? So I'm moving to Atlanta. I knew that. I, that was my guess and as there's to what like, it was about. There's nothing. It's so weird. Ever since I've seen you, I've seen all these things on Facebook that are like, fall in love with Atlanta. Oh, Top weird. 20 reasons why. It, like, I'm uh, not you. No. We, got our, we got our wires crossed. Aren't you, though? <laughs> well, yeah, I am. And the space between us isn't empty it's and it's all one organism. But mm-hmm. uh, the idea that <laughs> I, I was getting your providence was very bizarre. Was I was going to send it to you, but I was like, you can Google top reasons to love it. Uh, I'm getting into it. So it's the, I'm sh- Tell the people. Uh, you got a job. I got a job. It's a USA show that just recently got the name Satisfaction. Hmm. I play the cool aunt. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that because I just always wanted to be a cool aunt in yeah. life. So uh, so I get to do that for TV now. So Yeah. But whatever. It requires it requires me going re- relocating it. myself. Not like going to Atlanta like they've set it all up for you and you just come and do your job. No, no. Right. They're like, here are three pennies. Figure it out. Right. And you're like... Uh, okay, but where is production? Like, where do I need to be? How often am I going to be working? Do I need a car? And nobody's returning my emails because the poor production staff is buried right now mm-hmm. with just with their day to day. That um, the fact that I'm not even there for ten more days, they can't even look that far ahead. So they can't even write me back. Yeah. Uh, and that's hard. That's historically been a trigger of serious, serious anxiety for me, like debilitating panic attack, being ignored. Um, the specifically. The unknown. Yeah, sure. Well, that's a good so one. So that's like like waiting to hear back about a pilot I tested for, industry talk. Uh, waiting to Auditioning hear back. Auditioning for a show, yeah. yeah. And, and waiting to High hear. High stakes, right? Yeah. Knowing I have to be in... I'm currently there. I'm waiting to see if our show gets picked up. Yeah, like yeah. that would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, but you do it. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm, I'm just trying to relate. Yeah. You do it all the time. Pilot, what was your other things? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say like travel. If I know I have to be in Montreal next week and they haven't booked my plane ticket yet, yeah. that drives me nuts. Um, and I can't I can't sleep, you know, until I... And it's all... And I've realized that it's, oh, it just comes from this um, not being okay with the unknown and not trusting that it's temporary, which but, is a theme, a theme for the ayahuasca journey, which oh, really? we'll get into later. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. We can get into it whenever. No. But I mean, uh, that's something you're working on is the idea... Well, it sounds to me like, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not trying to doctor you. I'm just saying it sounds like something that I do, which is that causes anxiety sometimes where you're trying to control the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which is one of the here's, the, here's the catch-22 of that. You and I both know that we both shouldn't try and control the future. I always go to traffic because it really works mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. When I'm in traffic, I start to freak out. Mm-hmm. Or uh, today, I was trying to watch a movie on iTunes on my Apple TV, oh, and, the, and yeah. it wouldn't let me. And it was mm-hmm. like, you need to authorize. You need, it says you need to use your computer to authorize. So I opened my laptop, but I don't have my laptop, so I have this like shitty lap, like an old laptop. It's got a charge. I'm turning it on. I'm waiting for it to turn on. I just want to watch the fucking movie. Yeah. I, like, I'm suddenly such a child of 2014, and I'm just like, give me the movie now. Yeah, right. Uh, and I'm banging on the space bar waiting for it to open up, and then I just go like... Uh, this is all there is. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Where you're like, this moment is all there is. I know it's cheesy, no. but I knew you would like it. It's all there is. There, yeah. Right? And it calms you down. You realize that you're living in the future. Traffic might be more relatable. I think that's the reason why listening to podcasts and yeah. audiobooks is what got me to free myself of the road rage. Yeah. But here's the catch-22. What? Yeah, yeah. I, that's, a great, that's a great thing. 
Uh, the Catch-22. Did it sound like I wasn't really listening? And I, I'm, get, I'm getting used that. to it. It's okay. Does it really? The whole time? No, not the whole time. It's just that when I, when I, when I think that I'm you're not listening. Catch 22, when, so I really when I think that you're not listening. Yeah. So it's, it's not that you're not listening. It's that you listened so hard that it triggered something else. And you're like, oh, when do I, when do I relate yeah. that to this next thing? Right? That's true. Okay. I read something about how, the different types of listening. And somebody, somebody very graciously either tweeted at me or Facebooked me. They were like, uh, listening isn't just sitting quietly and listening. It's asking the questions that need to be answered. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you were. Right. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, well, it did, it did help me go like, I don't need to change a thing. Yeah. Uh, but I am being sensitive. Uh, so anyway, the catch-22 of that is you're over-planning and your ability to project the future and your ability to fantasize about the future is why you're doing what you love to do. Hmm. And me as well. So the Pete yeah, that like it's the dream you mean the Pete that if I had just been like just be in the moment just be in the moment I don't know if I would have been like I want to be on Conan by the time right. I'm thirty I'm going to be in Chicago for three years then I'm going to move to New York because it, yeah. that's what everybody does that's what this guy does that's what this guy does and when I get there I'm not going to have a straight job I'm just going to like planning yeah the, I was living in your twenties it's good to all in the future got yeah you got to plan and then when you get into your thirties it's now like, it's time to now, namaste nah, nah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. did you graduate in ninety eight or ninety Co- high school seven, eight, nine yeah high school ninety seven. Okay. Why you? I'm 98. 98. Uh, no, just because I knew from the podcast that we were the same age. And ah, so I was excited about that. Cause, you look real young. Hey, thanks, You man. don't look... I wouldn't <laughs> cast you as a crazy aunt. Um, I'd cast you as the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. There you go. You can just keep casting me to hit on me. Yeah, like, there you go. Uh, all right, cool. No, there, that's not... We have lots of scripts where I'm just being very inappropriate. <laughs> I love it. I've never felt in such good hands, by the way. Uh, yeah. I what don't... do you mean? Just with you guys, because uh, like, yeah. just because it's so like ludicrous. It's the fun spaceship. It's yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's the fun spaceship. <laughs> it's the fun spaceship. Get on board. There's nothing more fun than shooting everything that we've done. It's yeah. the best. And you're filming like the one of the Batman things you're talking about. That wasn't a night shoot, but some of them are like 4 a.m. Anyway. Bah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You don't care because right. you're having so much fun. Because it's your fucking dream. So living in the future. Now you're yes. thinking about Atlanta. You're oh, so so that triggered a big anxiety thing, and I tried your EFT in my living, sitting on the floor of my living room. When it happened. Yeah, I realized that, like, I needed a Xanax. And I was like, I don't want to be doing that all the time. And the, no, and that's great That's great that we have drugs available yeah, to nice. us. I'm so grateful for modern-day medicine. It's great to have painkillers, but that doesn't yeah. mean you shouldn't stretch out and maybe stop your back <laughs> yeah. from hurting forever. Yeah. I'm not saying stretching can hurt all... No, I'm not saying no. it can cure you, but maybe... It was good. Extent. It was good to just, like, sit with and be like, no, 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 let me work through this. You wrote it out. And so I wrote it out, and I just kind of um, kept saying, like, even though I'm... And it's, you know, it's all fear-based. Well, see, the, even though, think, for those of you who will never uh, Google EFT or, or look it up or whatever, it doesn't matter. The thing, it all goes back to self-love, which mm. is where we started. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we've done a full episode already. <laughs> okay, bye. So, it, yeah, see ya. Keep it crispy. <laughs> I say. Uh, the phrase that helps you get into EFT, you sell green seven junk, is we can talk about nutrition. People hate it. No, no, I have, I have a thing about nutrition that that I think the the weird the, the haters will like. Anyway, oh really? So, so remind me later. Do it. Right. Uh, is the idea that what were we saying? EFT. Oh, so the invoking phrase. EFT is a little bit like meditation. 
uh, except you're tapping yourself. And the invoking phrase is, even though I blank, I deeply and yeah. completely accept myself. And you can remember that because it's like DC Comics, deeply and completely accept oh, myself. Oh, that's helpful. There you go. Thank you. Talk to me anytime. So, <laughs> but even when I don't do EFT, because there's not always time, and there's honestly not always yeah. the will to do something trippy where you have to sit and be quiet and tap. Uh, but you can do it with anything. Even though I'm feeling anxiety, I deeply and completely accept myself. You say that three times. Mm-hmm. You breathe a little bit. You say it three more times. You breathe a little bit. And then you, this is without the tapping. And then you listen. And then you try and get a little bit deeper. The, the example I gave you when you were straddling me <laughs> <laughs> was I, I used it uh, when I would want to drink in, in the bad way. I think there's mm. fine drinking. In fact, uh, yeah. sometimes uh, I, I've been lately in the habit of drinking a glass of red wine while I'm playing Assassin's Creed, and it's kind of my That's favorite awesome. fucking thing in the world. Yeah. It's just a glass, but you are alone, so it's supposed to be bad, but I don't mm. care. I love it. It's Good my favorite thing in the world. I'm not ashamed of it. But there have been times when I've been low, I've been waiting for things, I've been depressed or whatever, and I want to drink, uh, like, drink to, yeah, like, escape. Like, real, yeah, drink the whole bottle. All that sort of stuff. So one night I felt that way. I knew. And I, I felt it like this weird itch. And I was like, oh, God. Wow. And then I did EFT. And I started with, even though I want to drink. And I told you this. Then after one round, that went to, even though I want to numb myself. Yeah. And then that went to, even though I want to get tired, which is just another way of escaping. Which went to, even though I can't handle the world, even though I'm afraid you know yeah. what I mean? It, you start getting down to like really base source yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like when you're anxious, you're afraid and you want to numb yourself. And yeah. like, and what do you, and if you go deeper and deeper, you can get to some of those. I know it's very touchy feely, but I you can get it. to that sort of like, I'm afraid that no one loves me. I'm afraid that I don't love myself or I'm afraid of dying or yeah. I'm afraid of being alone or even though I'm uncomfortable with silence, whatever yeah. it is. But you keep saying I deeply and completely accept myself. What I'm saying is you do that, you'll get some, if not a lot of the benefit of EFT just saying in your mind, even though I want a cigarette, I deeply and completely accept yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. Even just saying it to you right now, don't you love it? Yeah. It's the best. So tell me about your anxiety. Oh no! I did. It's we're done. No, no, no. But that that's that's that kind of sums it up. Is this 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 um, you know, I don't know if it comes from a fear of uh being abandoned. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just feel like uh, I I I have this like the the deep deepest root of it is that I I'm afraid people will go away and not come back. Why? I don't, you know, uh, just f- family stuff, um, relationships that felt imparable, and even though some of those relationships have been repaired. There's just still that fear of, you know, that um, people change in ways because life doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen. And, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I've just seen even in my, my parents are awesome, but they've changed in ways that made it really tough to uh, love them at times. Mm. Um, but um, yeah. What, is, what in what uh, in, are they swingers? So <laughs> that's my first it's guess. So is hot. I'm like, <laughs> my parents. Are your parents swingers? So here's so so I guess so my. I'm gonna um, write down change. Okay. okay. <laughs> Maybe that'll that'll mean something. I want you to know so you don't wonder. <laughs> my uh uh my so yeah I guess to sum it up um my father fell in love with my mom's best friend. Hmm. Uh. 
and it was kind of a big deal in our little town in New Jersey because he was the head of the town council, which is like the equivalent of mayor. When, he was. When you live in a borough, yeah. He was kind of a baller. He was kind of, my dad was a baller. He still is a baller. Close with your dad? I am now, yeah. I wasn't always, but mm. we've repaired. And uh, anyway, he's he's a great dude. Uh, he's a player. My dad is just in his 60s and act, and it's great. And, and he wants to say the things I say in the sketches. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Like, women are just so... My dad... Good-looking guy? Yeah, he's like Sean Connery. Mm. Like, Silver Fox. Silver Fox. Little little pudgy, but a lot of bravado and charisma. He's a very charming man. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, um, anyway, so so anyway, uh, my mom's best friend was the mother of my best friend and my brother's best friend. So our families were very intertwined. Like we would go on vacations. Two together. best friends in that family, or you and your brother are the same best. So friend? my my oh, so it's me and my bro- older brother. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> we they got married. My my this is this is so fucking confusing. There needs to be a diagram. I had to, one of my boyfriend and I started dating. I had to draw him a diagram of my family. I just wanted to, to know if you and your brother were sharing a best friend or you no, had no, no, separate. No, no. Okay, separate. So there's a girl my age and there's a boy his age. That's fine. Let, yeah, no diagram. Like, Keep it simple. Okay, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were all in the same grade, or you know, me and the girl were in the same age, or same grade. So everybody's ingratiated to one another. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was a tough thing. Um, Wait, because they got together. Because they got together and secret. It, very. Oh God, my poor mom. Not a three way with a mom. Sorry to be so blunt. No. We've, had, we've had that on the show. People oh, are like, cool. No, people had three ways and then they broke up. And my mom actually walked in on them. Like she was returning a dress she had borrowed yeah. from the friend from. Ooh. And she picked it up from the dry cleaners and she was bringing it over. To no suspicions. No, like I'm going to use this dress only, as a no. way in. Not until she got there and my dad's car was in the driveway and he wasn't at work. And that was that and she was like Come something. Come on, weird. Sean Connery. That is yeah. that is not a James Bond move. Well repelling from the roof. <laughs> what I've learned now, even though he's a player now, I believe he really did it all for love. Like he he, he really did love my stepmom. They and they were married for a long, long time. And she she'll always be my other you know, my other parent. But she was devastated. My mom was oh my god. I mean, you're... Oh, wait, they got married. She, She's your stepmom now. Yeah. I thought the first mom was your stepmom. You're saying your birth mother walks in, devastated, they split up. Yeah. And he says, sorry, but I, I'm, in, I'm love in love with, with her. And yeah, it wasn't so clean. It took years to kind mm. of get that out of him. And there might have been private investigators. He got You them. don't know? I know that he got private investigators on my mom. Why? To prove that she because was... Because the divorce was really ugly. People are so, it's hard. It's, People are so hard. So I'm seven years old. Yeah. I'm seven years old and I already know what the word adultery means. And I already know, like. Yeah, that's that horrible age where you can understand it. Yeah. You were as young as you could be to get it yeah. and be very traumatized by it. I, or potentially. I'm not well, saying you were. I you mean, could have been. It came in waves. And, and, um, and I think, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, my calling would have been to be a family therapist to help children of divorced parents because I think, in my experience, because uh, my parents were so angry at each other, I think because they loved each other so much that um, that they react that they um, would do everything they could to hurt each other, mm-hmm. including using my brother and I as. Um, Weapons of mass destruction. Like, they would feed us information knowing that it would go to the other parent. And uh, and getting to, you know, and so, so many times I would watch the other parent crumble. 
mm-hmm. because of words that I said, and I didn't know that they were bad words. And like, I didn't well, know I was supposed a to friend keep or something. Like, not whatever it was, yeah, it was just or or just digs things that you knew that would get underneath their skin because when you've lived with someone that long, you knew what their I triggers were. I think it's very were. interesting though that you're noticing the correlation between love and hate. I know that's yeah. not new territory. People know that, but you're right that they obviously were going through a lot of pain because they cared about each other. Yeah, that's that's trippy to me. Yeah, and eventually, so eventually they came to a resolution. It, it, everybody became kind of greedy. Um, and they're, they're, they've worked through it. They're not that way anymore, but you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, this was just, this, this, this was everything. And, and because we were in the small town where my dad was like the dude, uh, everybody knew our business. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so my dad remarried and it was to her, to, to my stepmom, and it was great. It was good times. We, we had, we lived in this awesome farmhouse in New Jersey with like a million animals <laughs> and the half of the time I would be there and the other half of the time I'd your, go to my mom's house. Your mother comes on and goes, your father's one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the animals. <laughs> your father being the biggest animal. Sorry, Deanna. I just wanted to. <laughs> and she leaves. That sounds just like her. I know what all mothers in New Jersey sound like. <laughs> I've got it down pat. So it was a good life. Yeah, it was a great life. Um, but now you are a child of like a fucked up thing, right? Yeah. So you kind of don't don't you get like a card like I'm trying to bring us to you becoming an actress comedian. Oh, oh go had, go to Christmas. No, I was just gonna say Christmases are like the hardest because when you're a kid you don't have to choose where you go. Like they figure out you spend Christmas Eve with your dad and then the next morning you wake up and you go to your mom. So mm. everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're a grown up and you know they live in two different states, yeah, it's like they want you to choose who you're gonna see for Christmas. That's hard. So I went out of the country for a few years in a row because I was like, oh, it's the only time of the year it's safe to travel for, you know what I mean? Like as an actress because nobody's working oh, over the holidays. I, oh, so I would God. use that as an excuse so work? I just wouldn't have to, yeah, make a decision. <laughs> what were you saying right before that about um I was the wondering if the, the divorce and all that drama assisted you in having parents. Uh, that interesting thing of like you want to be an actress – and a comedian. Oh no! And they supported oh. you. So, so that I had wondered. nothing to do with the the divorce. Actually, I, before before there was any infidelity, I was the kid that needed so much attention. Oh really? Because uh, I needed to be heard, not because I needed to be the star of the room. Just because um, everybody was always taller. You know, grown ups are tall and they're talking above you, and I would just be like, "I'm down here." See, this is and where... as soon as you get down on one knee and like talk to me, like like look me in the eye, like I was cool. You calm down. Yeah. I was obsessed with Miss Piggy. That's why I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> we weren't doing that on set. I do that all the time. Oh, my God. No, I've never heard you do that before. What a treat. We sometimes do Miss Piggy doing vocal warm-ups, and she goes, Hi-ya! Hi-ya! <laughs> She's such a thespian. Oh, she's so great. Good. She's great. And a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> she's both. So you were so that's interesting to me. Young kid already really wanted a lot of attention, which all yeah. kids do, kind of. I mean, I would like rehearse commercials in my mirror. Like I would, I, there, I everything when my kids, when my friends would come over and when we were kids and we would play, it was like, let's make a show. Yeah, yeah, that's you were what like I, that? I was like yeah. that too. Yeah. I do shampoo commercials in the shower. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, would, I, I always and when kids came over, the birth of the video camera was such a cool thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, now we can make little movies and stuff. So you were the same way. I yeah. I didn't mean to imply the divorce fucked you up, and that's why you were a kid, uh, child actor. Oh, it fucked me up, but that's not the reason why I'm an actress. <laughs> I was wondering if that's where you got the unending well of, uh, I'm assuming a lot of things here, of support. 
Because oh. they were like, oh, we owe it to her. Yeah. No, they just knew that I was this force, this force. And yeah. if I wanted to become the Pope, then that was, then that was what I was going to do. They'd just be because, okay yeah, yeah. Uh, neither one of my parents really believes in God, but they both insisted that I went through um, all, the sa- all the sacraments. Really? Yeah. So I've, I, I'm confirmed, and I knew at the age of nine that like this was bullshit. But I had to keep going for years until because your parents were probably like it's bullshit, but you have to do it. <laughs> that was the thing. Well, like, because of the traditional, yeah, there was no discourse at home to kind of continue that the what everything that you learn. Like yeah. it's easy to practice what you learn when you know your parents want to follow up. Yeah, there was none of that. I had that same desire. I still think when I see men that are like super into talking about theology it still really does it for me because my father i love him very much but his favorite part of church is the songs and stuff like Mm. and and he loves a good sermon don't get him wrong but he doesn't want don't get him wrong (laughs) don't get me wrong but he doesn't necessarily want to have uh the types of conversations we have yeah all the time that i like to have so when i meet guys that do like that sort of like here's what i learned in uh, church or whatever, let's let's discuss it in like a really yeah. deep navel gazy sort of way. Yeah. I still really like that, but you, so you didn't get it, so you kind of like dismissed it. Yeah. Well, also there was a sub. Th- this wasn't a regular uh, teacher, but there was a substitute teacher one day for CCD, and uh, I don't know what CCD is. That's what we would call religious instruction so for whatever reason. Christian, I can't even tell you what it stands for. Catholic Christian development. Sure. Catholic children's development. Keep going. I don't know. I don't actually know what it is. Corn cob. <laughs> but it was called CCD. Every you y'all they <laughs> corn cob dichotomy. So we had a substitute come in, and she uh, she was educating us on like alcoholism and telling us that alcoholism was a sin and that eating disorders were a sin. I'm nine, and that eating disorders were a sin. <laughs> and I disagreed with her there, and I was like, I know that like people are sick. So so why would people being sick mean that? they're sinning right and and but you know she stayed stayed firm on that and then she got to the point where if you're a child of divorce you don't exist in the eyes of god what because your parents yeah <laughs> and this so this so so that's why when i was nine and i heard this and even though it was a substitute teacher not like the regular lady um i folded up my arms and i said well fuck your god because i know i exist you said that not not to not her really. but that's like what that's like what great. i want i know if we were writing when the we, movie we would, I would be like fuck your yeah. god and cast like and then ran out yeah. threw yourself out the window yeah. and you burst into flames and they're all just like see, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what a terrible thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so because of that uh, I've hated the the G word and the J word I hated God and Jesus because it made me really uncomfortable because they didn't accept me so I don't accept them and right. if I'm coming to you for advice you Pete if I'm coming to you advice don't throw me at your God I want to know how you feel like how yeah. are you going to be there for me as a friend right and so um, don't throw me at your throw, God yeah don't I just, throw me at your God right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just heave you towards Jesus I'll heave us he'll, he'll catch me and carry yeah. me on a beach yeah, yeah no problem yeah so he loves that so. here's what people don't know yeah. it's a piggyback it's a piggy. It's a piggyback. <laughs> Who doesn't love a piggyback? You're gonna love it. You know what? Yeah. Random accident prone. Uh, what do you mean? You are. Yeah, I'm random accident prone. And when I and I don't like what piggybacks. Does that mean? So, for example, when I was seven, this girl was giving. This is all happening when I was a kid, man. This is a real childhood episode. This girl went to give me a piggyback, and she leaned too far forward, and I went headfirst in asphalt. Like Conan with right Goldfinger. Here. No way. Conan with Goldfinger? No, no, no. Uh, the, I think it was the bass player of, or drummer of Goldfinger picked up Conan on his back and Conan leaned forward. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Conan's fault. 
<laughs> I have yeah. to say that. It wasn't the big cheese's <laughs> fault. But uh, you can watch on YouTube. He falls. That's awesome. Conan's been hurt many times on the show. Anyway, and he just gets up He's and throws to commercial. Random accident prone. Yeah. yeah. So you really think that? Me? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I fell through a deck when I was three, and I was suspended between the planks, so if you're looking, like, above <laughs> like the deck... Yeah, you just see the, the top cross-section no. of my scalp. Like, my nose. My nose caught me. Oh, my God. And they had to, like, pu- push Did my that legs. Hurt? That was... Oh, yeah. Course. Yeah, okay. Because I'm thinking of cartoons where it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, you know, a kid stepped on my hand with double-bladed ice skates when I was 16. Oh, I splattered hot wax into my eyes and sealed them shut by accident. Wow. Yeah, I've done, I've had like a lot of weird freakish, no car accidents, like I'm fine, I can yeah. drive a car, but you it's just like. just love a, a nice little one. A li- yeah. <laughs> and a lot <laughs> no of No broken them. bones, just a lot of stitches and. Uh, You're like fun to watch, like keep an eye on. Yes, you. yeah. Like Something's if I was a cartoon, happen. yeah. Well, anyway. Do you really. Uh, I don't know how we got there. Well, we got there from Catholics and jumping out the How window oh, and yeah. then uh, bursting into flames. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I, throwing your God at me, heaving, Jesus carries you on the beach. It's a piggyback. Cool, man. Oh, Jesus, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, not not a fan. Not a fan of the religion. No, I understand. Until. But uh, these are people uh, speaking for a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to win you for God or Jesus. That, that's not my concern at all. It just bothers me so deeply when people are like, here's the thing. Let's forget the mystery and the struggle and the thing. And, and that's why fundamentalism, fundamentalism is so popular because they'll be like, these are the things. These are the enemies. These are the good guys. This is the thing. We do that in all sorts of ways in this country. But uh, instead of and someone standing up and saying, like, God doesn't see you because because of this yeah. is really because uh, obviously you're gay. offensive. It's like, fuck yeah. you. That's yeah. not okay. Sorry. Right. Jersey. Jersey's quick with the F-bomb. You can say fuck. I know, but just saying. (laughs) Uh, So so this is all kind of past tense for me, happily. PT. Uh, This is all PT on the the PHS. (laughs) I don't know. This is YM. YMIW. Thank you. It's it's a question. (laughs) YMIW. YMIW. Why am I weird? I'm just going to sit with that for a second. YMIW. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. Crazy story. Mm. So my mom um, uh, lost a bunch of weight and was wanted to celebrate this by doing something that was like really exciting to me, mm-hmm. which is hiking the Grand Canyon. Have you been there? No, weird. I just the other day. You've never been there? No. I was saying to somebody, I was like, I'd love to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's a. It struck me. It's it. It's just always kind of. There's this weird magnetism I have with I that place. I don't think I'll like it. I don't know why. Probably not. It's not for everybody. My boyfriend like, doesn't like it. I don't like desolate things. Yeah. No. Me. I'm not a fan of the desert. Yeah. But there's something like I couldn't leave well enough alone. Like I had to hike it. Mm. And so I've hiked it from the top to the bottom and back up again. Even being accident prone. Even being accident prone. Yikes. Yeah. I think I might have grown out of it at this point. Like something in my 20s kind of got me out of it. But mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, I've done it a bunch of times. It's it's one of the more dangerous things you can do. I almost died the first time because I just we took a shortcut and uh, and we didn't get lost, but we just didn't have enough water for where we were. So uh, through the power of you know um, motive motivation or each other's voices, we got out. With me and my boyfriend at the time, we got out of it. The second time I did it, what do you mean? What? Yeah, no power of motivation. Yeah, because like I wanted to give up and crawl underneath a rock, and, and he die? was like, yeah, or just sleep. But that's how you die because then you wake up and there's a critter eating you, or there's like hypothermic and it's sun, conditions. And sun time. Yeah. I call daytime sun. Sun time. And it's sun time. St. Moon time. Mt. So you ran out of water and empty. <laughs> yeah, no. You were empty was, and empty. This okay. was this was st. This was uh, still. You ran sun out sometime. Yeah, because we didn't. 
we weren't we weren't prepared. This is we were just going to like look at it, and they're like, oh, let's just keep going. This place is magical, and then we ended up like marathoners die going off the path. It was just so, so really? idiotic. Yeah, and and anyway, he he was able to like kind of yeah. Don't go. I don't like this story. Don't go. No, I mean, I like the story. I just don't like the Grand Canyon. You've turned me on it. It gets worse. This is only the... Anyway, basically, he would talk me into it. I'm not going to go into all of them. I'm just saying, like, I've done it a bunch of times, and... The uh, my mom really wanted to make me proud, so she she went with me, but she shouldn't have gone, and she made it out, but not without scaring me so much that um, now I have faith. Hmm? So, okay, uh, she collapsed. Yo, mama did. My mom collapsed, and we were completely alone. She was so in the Grand Canyon, in the Grand Canyon, and we were miles from like anyone. And was Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. nearby? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting to get weird. back for a baby. Yeah, <laughs> to deliver a baby. Due date. Written by Adam Stekiel, my friend's husband. That's really? really? Yeah. <laughs> Dropping knowledge. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's cool. So, uh, anyway, so she, uh, just trying to get through this. Um, she, uh, yeah, I keep interrupting. She, no, no, please, please. I don't want this to be like, Do you like banana moth splits? or anything. What did you say? Do you like banana splits? Banana splits? Yeah. Yeah. Just interrupting. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good like one. Him. Keep the banana out of the ice cream. You don't need the banana in the ice cream. Nobody Just likes it. Give me the Neapolitan and the fudge. There you go. So your mom collapses. <laughs> My mom collapses. At the Grand Canyon. Tell me what happened before she collapsed. She, uh, I didn't realize that she was on thyroid medication that would make her... Are, old, are, are, are all old people on thyroid Seriously. medication? I, I hear that so much. Do you know what so it does much. to your body? No. Me neither. And it, it makes her, I didn't know until then, her, her, it makes her uh, body temperature higher than the average bear. So, like, before the sun had even fully risen, it was like 50 degrees out, she was already stripped down to her last layer. So she was already sweating <clears throat> more than she, you know what I mean? Like, more bear. than I was, Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was that. And you were wearing a bear outfit. I was wearing a bear outfit because <laughs> I was the average bear. And um, so she's getting real toasty. She's getting real toasty. She also um, had the lap band surgery, which is how she was able to lose the weight successfully. Do you know anything about that? I don't. It sounds like you just put a rubber band around your waist. It's kind of like, yeah. It, it they can. It's like a tube because they can inflate it, depends, and adjust the size a little bit. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but it shrinks your stomach so that um, it's like this, your stomach. So it's inside of you. It's still it's inside a surgery. of you. Yes, and you still have to do the work, and you still have to work out and eat right and make healthy decisions. But it helps you with portion control. Yeah. And so she lost like sixty-five pounds, and which was like really great for her because you know the divorce was hit her hard and gained all this weight, and you know took uh, a little comfort in Ben and Jerry. Took a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut M and M's, I think. Yeah, and. Uh, um, so then, uh, so then, but good for her. She, you know, she, yeah, she yeah, made yeah, a no. self-serving that's, decision that's nice. and did this thing. But the bad thing is that anybody with the lap band, if you don't already know this, don't you can't do any strenuous activity that requires a high calorie consumption because because your stomach's the size of a deck of cards. You can only either fill it with two gulps of water or like a saltine. And she she was she was eating a lot of these like electrolyte gummies. Because I thought she just needed to keep... For me, when I hike, when I hike the Grand Canyon, I need a lot of salt intake. It helps the water stick. So, like, I'm in a lot of Gatorade and everything. Uh, but for her, she wasn't drinking any water. Because, hmm. you know, anyway, so... Because her stomach's the size of a deck of cards. Yeah. I have a lot of reservations about this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad she, I'm glad she did something nice for herself, but that's us. No, no, yeah. It's... Well, that's just the thing. Like, don't do a, a triathlon because, like, it's just not... You know what I mean? Right. Like So, anyway, so she um, she starts hallucinating and she's like calling me mom and like looking past me not at me and like at this point I'm carrying all of her things and I'm just trying to, and in the time we should have been at the top 
we were only just crawling up the bottom. So, uh, so that was really scary. And, and no, and we haven't passed anyone for hours. So we were very alone. According and that to place, you. Yeah. She saw Mayor McCheese. Two She's, hours yeah, ago. that's true. <laughs> oh my God. That was, yeah. <laughs> I, it's only because I know your mom. She's okay. okay. No, I please. I love jokes. this. She was like, she was, she was not there. Yeah. She was not in the very Canyon. scary. Terrifying. Very, yeah. And her face was, took on this gray color. And, um, and so, uh, you know, it's dry as a bone this way and that way. There's only like one little, I, I never remember this about the canyon, but there's one little like wet spring and it created like it, the, up the canyon wall and it created like this little muddy butt spot, like just muddy part in the path. And that's where my mom's butt went and she collapsed. It's just so funny that like yeah. a foot this way, a foot that way. She just would have been dusty, but no, she's like muddy. Oh. And, um, and she, um, she, the, she tried to convince me to go on without her because she knew I had to get back for some job or whatever that was going to start soon. And she didn't want to be a burden. Not and that made me so mad. Dying. Yeah, she's, she's worried like, about you. your career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's my biggest fan. <sighs> and, um, and I'm like, who cares about the fucking show? Like we're getting you out of here because what would happen is the, the sun was about to set and that place is there's no there's no lights and there's no guardrails so it, you would easily fall off the side. I mean it's it's so scary. It's like were you ever craving the Mall of America more? <laughs> you're yeah, like, right. This, this is why we made malls. This is why we don't <laughs> do these dumb dangerous things that you're warned not to. So um, so she so her last words are I'm done and she was out. Yikes! And I didn't know if she was alive or dead because I was in such shock I didn't think to take her pulse. Oh boy. So you know what I didn't think was I just slapped her across the face because like I don't know it's just, just what comes right. to you and I slapped and I was so mad at her because like she's I was all that fear turned into anger and and I and I slapped her twice and she didn't respond and now I'm wondering am I closest to the next ranger station or the last ranger station I have no idea where I am I, there's no phone reception where I am um, and before I make a decision I've already unloaded all of the backpacks and trekking poles and whatever. And I'm started running. Now, I can hike the Grand Canyon to the top of the bottom back up in one day, which means I've been hiking for 12 hours, right? But I've already been hiking for 12 hours. So I'm fucking exhausted. Mm. And now I'm sprinting up the steep-ass Jacob's Ladder. And uh, that's and what they call it. Mom. And leaving my mom, yeah. Uh, well, not that you should have picked her up. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that you could have. have. And I start screaming out of my mouth was, uh, uh, help, my mom is dying. Can anyone hear me? But screaming in my head was, <laughs> this, is a t- this isn't how today was supposed to go. Yeah. And I felt so fucking helpless and, like, for the first time ever, like, talking to that greater force and saying, like, hey, hey, this isn't, this isn't what we signed up for. Like, mm. like what's, what, you know? And then as I realized, like, I don't know how much longer I can run, um, I kind of came to this clearing. And on the other side of the clearing were these two people. They heard my calls. And this is, this is like, what cracked me open. Because there's no logical explanation for why these people heard me. It's a sweet couple named Doug and Liz. I know Doug and Liz. <laughs> we all. We're I hope you do. Uh, They're the best. So he he happens to be a trained EMT, and she happens to have a cell phone with with reception. Yeah. There's no reception in the Grand Canyon. Her phone has reception. Why did you say there was no reason they should hear you? Because oh, you're the campsite it. was like two miles away where they were staying, okay? Mm-hmm. They, this was like their like last... Her- they, they, they met in school, 
and he actually lives in uh, Switzerland and she's from Texas, but they met like in Boston or something. So they decided to do this road trip together and see all the national parks as their last hurrah before they you know, had to be long distance and figure out what the next chapter was going to be for them. They've, they're since engaged and maybe even married now. But um, so they went to go watch the sunset in a romantic place. And that romantic place was earshot of my fucking screams. And they came down and he took my mom's description name and he kept going. And I sat with her as she called 911 and got a ranger to say that they were on their way down. And by the time I went back to uh, meet my mom, she was conscious, but not moving. She refused to get up and didn't want to be a bother. The guy, the Doug had like lifted this like foam part of his, um, backpack out to just get her to roll over to at least be in a dry spot of the path and she was like oh no i i, no, no, I like no. the butt puddle yeah i think it's like the only way her body was absorbing water to be totally honest yeah it um, crossed my mind i was like i don't know how yeah. much you get through the skin but i wonder but when your body's like so white like they they so what wound up happening is this ranger came down and the three of them hoisted her up over every step for the next four hours and while i carried all the stuff Oh my god! And there is this remote little hospital um, at this at the Indian River, Indian Gardens uh, rest area, Ranger Station campsite in the Grand Canyon. It's about five miles down still, um, and uh, and they were able to send they were able to do vitals on her and send the information to a um, uh, an ER in Reno, and you know a doctor looked at him and made sure she didn't have a stroke or anything. They pumped her two liters full of saline, and she like maybe got up to pee once in the night. Do you know what that's... You've ever had an IV? No. I... <laughs> I didn't Have make you? it, like... Or you just know what that means? No, I used to have to give my cat... Your cat? Katie gives her cats IVs. <laughs> Katie does a lot of experiments in her basement. No, that's really sweet. <laughs> is, is your cat diabetic? No, he had cancer. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. sorry. Cat cancer? He's dead now. He's dead now? Well, he... Oh, that's great. That's really great news that he lived that long, and I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, as soon as, uh, like, uh, I, uh, turns out I'm allergic to hornets, guys. I got stung last year, and I went into the hospital. Oh, no. And they put an IV in me. <laughs> you are accident bro. <laughs> and they put an IV in me, and before it got even, like, like, two, like it was maybe two-thirds in my body, and I was, like, like, yelling for a nurse to take me to the bathroom because I was still hooked up to machines and I couldn't get up and there was yeah. no bedpan or anything. I mean, like, it just makes you want to, your bladder burst. Uh, so the fact that my mom had, like, two liters of, two th- bags of... Um, in her stomach? No, it goes in your in blood. In her, her IV. Like, that's yeah. how dehydrated her body was. I forgot that it was she needed. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I just don't want people to think that I think that an IV goes to your stomach. <laughs> uh, but obviously part, part of me did for a second. <laughs> so she dug... So Doug and so Doug and Liz, you know, were Facebook friends, and you know they went on their merry way, and um, wow. And uh, the next day, you know, we 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 hoisted her, me and um, this other ranger hoisted her out of there, and um, yeah, and it really changed her life in a good way because uh, she's you know she got out of her shitty living situation in New Jersey and now lives in this like awesome place in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah, have you ever been? It's no. Amish country, and there's a college town. It's really great. Anyway, uh. That's not important right now. For me, how it related to me was just the, the like it got it got me questioning like because there was no there was no logical reason for these people to have heard my cries and 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 had helped us in so many ways because if they hadn't found us, I don't know what we would have done. Like we would have one of us would right one of you w- wouldn't have made it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Uh, so then I started reading books on this stuff, and then it kind of like 
do you know like spirituality and you know it's been good so now i i feel like very much in touch with it's interesting stuff. i'm still shy to talk about it because like right just because i'm still used not used to the vocabulary mm. but um just say being instead of god and you're halfway there okay. <laughs> thanks man what did you start with oh um oh it was what? like a Sonia Choquette book or something. Like she does a lot of like you are psychic or kind of books. Oh really? Not not really. No, that's not her. <laughs> she does like psychic. she does books like tapping into your intuition and you know yeah. Um, which I you know I could I could get I could get on board with spirituality. Why um, do you jump from the serendipity or the providence of these people deciding to go to a sunset where they would have heard you, which you could look as provision, you could look at it as random, but you took it. As a as a foray into psychicness, like did no, you no, think no, you were no, no, no. I guess because calling like, these people, I uh, I just I've never been averse to like tarot readings. I just thought that stuff was fun or Ouija boards, like that. Even though I had a problem with like religion, just like the cool occult stuff always appealed to me. <laughs> so it made sense. It made sense to then learn more about it and tap into the, like the greater truth of it all, but through the conduit of like, sure. you know, um, intuition and um, you know t- telepathy. Not that I am, but I just think you know when when you're just really empathetic with people that that is a you know an intuition. I don't know. That's interesting. I haven't heard that. That, that empath- empathy is a bypro- or something that leads to... Or vice versa? I don't know. I don't something know Something to think about. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, really quick about nutrition. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, get weird. I was just going to say, I think the reason why people hate hearing about nutrition is because it's so fucking personal. It is personal. And like... I don't know. There's nothing more annoying than telling you than someone telling Tell you what you should be it's doing. It's also a choice you make three times a day, at least. Yeah. That's why vegans are so angry. <laughs> why are they so angry? Cause... Because it's a choice that every... <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> I, I've, I've never heard that. I've been vegan for quite a, uh, a pretty long time now. I don't, I don't really know how long it's been. And I've been really loving it. But I, you know, I just tell people eat eat what what they're into. Yeah, it's you got to do what works for you. Because there's all. a guy on my set, Matt McCarthy, one of my favorite episodes of this podcast. You know, Matt. We've already talked about him. <laughs> but Matt eats like fucking fruity pebbles. That's and awesome. He's he just seems like, you know, content. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, his outlook might even trump what he's putting in him. I don't know because he's just so zen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going around trying to change Maddie. But yeah. if people want to talk about the things that you eat that make you feel good, yeah. that's my favorite thing. Yeah. One of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. What, do you, what do, were you going to say? I, oh, you were just saying I it's was so just personal. saying in general, yeah. Here's the other thing. A lot of people, sorry. But I do pe- what you do. A lo- anyway, yeah. Okay, a lot of people that listen to this show, we re- I was just talking to Kumail and Emily about this last night. We were like, a lot of people that listen to the show are potentially younger. You know mm. what I mean? And you don't really give a fuck about this sort of stuff oh, no. typically until later. Yeah, you're right. And uh, when I was in college, I would have been like, shut the fuck up about the kale because I was all about <laughs> 25 cent wings. And yeah. I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not saying that's what everyone's doing. That's what I was doing. Yeah. 25 cent wings, pizzas, it worked for you. Chinese food. It was great. You know, now I, I, I think I have a pretty decent understanding of why I like those foods. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But uh, who, who, nobody wants to hear it. I get it. Yeah. But I will say that it's out there. It's one of the most deepest rabbit holes I've found is is what what you put what you in your eat? body. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but you do what I do? Uh, yeah. That's funny because we were different... talking about that at the last shoot, at the Jean Grey shoot. Deanna was Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, yes. 
I do the beauty detox solution, which is pretty much just like clean eating. And if so, that's all I need to say. I don't need to go about what's in my smoothie or anything, but it's just. Sometimes yeah. we talk about it. It's, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's in your smoothie, Pete. <laughs> oh, people have been talking about there's too many things in my smoothie, and I've been wanting to say this. Here's how you make the basic me smoothie. I was thinking about it on the ride over. Oh, okay. okay. It's uh, half almond milk and half coconut water. Ideally, it would be raw. It's very hard to find raw almond milk unless yeah. you make your own, which yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you you just get some get some get some almond milk, get some coconut water. I'm not even going to tell you which kinds. <laughs> Those two things. Just keep it simple. That's your base. I'm trying to make it real simple. Two uh, stalks of kale. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot. It's going to ruin it mm-hmm. for most people's palates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you add a little bit of honey. I would say raw. All these ingredients should be raw if you yeah. can. And then two tablespoons of cacao, one tablespoon of, of maca, boom. That's, boom. That is the starter Pete Holmes smoothie. If you want to get to the not fucking around, we're going to have to talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> and, and, but people, like more than one person has been like, what is it? What what, is what's it? a way to start? What's a way to start? Because uh, it, just, it yeah. just jazzes you. It gets, yeah. it gets you jazzed. It's how I start my day every day. Yeah, I, I was drinking out of a honey jar in the car. I was delighting yourself. And I really got into that's it. That's really cute. Really loved it. I Something that's been happening lately, and this isn't about, uh, we don't have to talk about specific ingredients, but I've been feeling this weird, it's almost like it's bursting out of my pores. Yeah, no, that's real. That's like, because yeah. it's, you know, your skin's an organ, the biggest organ, and it's just like pushing out. And it's the last like. organ to get nutrition. Wow. Which is why we're attracted to people with uniform skin. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. It's evolutionary cues. Uh, the whites of your eyes, if they're real white, if your skin is like even toned and healthy looking, uh, these are all. It means you're taking care of yourself. Your nails. These are the last things to get, and your hair. Uh, why? Why are we so attracted? Why is the makeup industry going through such lengths to be like, here, put this on your skin to right. make it look like you look your this way? Jesus. Going going back in the day when people used to prick their finger and put it on their face like blush, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just to look like. Well, first of all, that's to make it look like you're ovulating. You know what I mean? That's even more base. I, I'm learning our, so much a, right now. As are really red lips. That's supposed to look like a woman wow. is ovulating. It's supposed to be all these cues, and they are cues. And it's just to, like, find a mate, real basic stuff. But I think the sexiest thing you can do is eat is eat well. Yeah. Because then you're, like, just – things go – there's something spiritual to, about it. I'm yeah. going to get weird. When it goes in and it goes out, when it's not just amassing inside of you, yeah. whether it's psychological, whether it's anxiety, or whether it's your diet, I think you should be a vegan in – the, I'm not saying you need to be a dietary vegan. I think we should eat things that go through us, that, that don't build up, that don't block up, that we can keep moving like a river. I think yeah. that there's something nice about that. Whoa, this is – so this is every, so everything you're talking about – You can eat whatever the yeah. fuck you want, by the way. Yeah, it's like – I'm talking to 1997 Pete eating a Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> just like, shut up. Shut up, man. Uh, talk about – I don't know what else we talk about on this show. <laughs> Get weird about other stuff. Yeah, talk about aliens. <laughs> Oh, this is kind of great. What? Can we talk about ayahuasca now? Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Because, like... I, I forgot. Nutrition, nutrition, aliens, anxiety, this all got resolved in my ayahuasca journey. I'm going to give the briefest introduction, and then it's all going to be you. Oh, no. Okay. Except I, I have a feeling... Please interrupt. Every time I talk to people about <laughs> astral projection, ayahuasca, other drug trips, uh, deep transcendent meditative experiences... Uh, you can't give me too much detail. Really? Yeah. Because I hate it. I hate when people are like, I remember uh, a friend of mine was telling me a story that she took ayahuasca. It was, it was fine. I'm not shitting on her. 
She was like, and then I saw this uh, red demon with huge white teeth. And I was like, can you give me something? How did you feel? What did it look like? Yeah, okay. Where was it? Oh, okay. What was it saying? Why good. am I fucking asking? <laughs> like, I don't believe. Like, it, it yeah. makes me not believe. Okay. Like, a friend of mine, I, I'm still not sure if it happened, this come up on the show before, was like, I was in the World Trade Center when uh, the morning of 9-11 got out, just as a tourist, got out and saw the buildings collapse. And I was like, I don't believe you. That's not how you tell that story. What the fuck are you saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not the truth police, but I'm just like, will you please you tell are, the though. I <laughs> That's what I love about your stand up. Is really? that like, yeah, because like, <laughs> sorry, I got all fanny, but like, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like you're always taking, you're just constantly taking the temperature and making sure everybody's taken care of. Oh, that's nice. And I think that's, to me, that means like, no, because you're just, you don't want to bullshit. You don't want them to be bullshitting you. You don't want to be bullshitting you. Well, that's why I love telling crowds that I'm not lying. Yeah. Over and over. One of my favorite things to say, it's not funny, (laughs) is I would never lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, We've said this on the show before. There are little lies, time, days, sometimes change for jokes, but everything else is true. Anyway. So please tell me the real version here. Meaning, what do you know about it already? Well, here's everything that I know about. Okay, it. ayahuasca is made from a root and a type of tree bark. It's my understanding, and that's boiled, and then you you drink it like yeah. a tea or something. Yeah, uh, it's called the purging, I believe. There's a purge, and uh, people often have diarrhea and vomit a lot while they're on it. Um, it's also very, very unpleasant tasting, difficult to drink, usually done over three days where you have a, a ceremony every day. Mm. Uh, that's what I've heard. I've also been told that if you're going to do it, you have to, you're in very highly encouraged to eat vegan for a month leading up to it, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting just to the state of our consciousness yeah. in general. Oh, yeah. Like how we're interacting with whatever you want to call as a soul, your pineal gland, whatever is making you trip out all yeah, the time, yeah. seems to not enjoy other consciousnesses in your stomach. Right, yeah. It doesn't want... No more... I, no. When I was just giving vegan a try, I ate a big cheeseburger because I was like, who gives a fuck? I'm a flea and I don't care. Had like the worst nightmares of my life. And I think it was yeah. just because I was like, oh, I'm no longer used to this anymore. Right, yeah. Everybody... Uh, relax, you can eat a cheeseburger. I'm just going to yeah, keep talking it's to... It's like the equivalent of smoking a cigarette. Like, go enjoy your cigarette. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Go have your meat. Like, I... you, we all know it causes cancer, you know? Yeah, sure. I understand. Um, so they say go vegan or vegetarian and blah, blah, blah. Cleanse yourself. Take mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, it's basically the same active ingredient as any hallucinogen, which is, uh, I believe, psilocybin. I'm not sure. That I don't know. But it's a much higher dose. Okay. So whereas some people listening may have taken uh, mushrooms in the past and you have like a weird trippy thing and Dave Matthews is very entertaining, ayahuasca is what I call a channel-changing hallucinogen, meaning you're no longer here, you're somewhere else. uh, We've had hippie weirdos on the show. Uh, they've talked about ayahuasca before. Oh, you have? See, that's what I wanted to know. I oh, just yeah. wanted to listen to, like, what was their experience like? And you're like, no. Well, uh, it was it was David Wolf, one of our most weirdest uh, episodes, and people get got real, real upset about that one. <laughs> okay. Real, real I'll upset look it about up. that one. Um, I, I loved it. And uh, he, he just was so weird and so out there. I didn't agree with everything he said. Yeah. But it, that's not what the show is. Okay. You know what I mean? I okay. don't want somebody just reflecting what I already know. I'm kind of curious what he said, but I'll he talked. To he, he His big thing, and I'd love to hear your <laughs> yeah, thoughts yeah, on yeah. it, was he was like, there's no way my brain was hallucinating this. I went somewhere else. That's what he was saying. Yeah. He was saying it was so vivid, so real. He talked with a panther for a while. 
a lot of people see the same things. People on ayahuasca often see there's one thing that I've heard where you see three important days of your life replayed. Okay. You talk to a giant snake. Apparently, you're very lucky if you see the snake. Oh, the okay. snake is going to tell you what to do. Okay. Uh, a black panther is a common hallucination. It's, it's. You could also say that's just where it goes in your brain. Yeah. For all our skeptic friends, if you if you smoke ste- uh, uh, salvia, yeah, you're going to have some sort of rotating fantasy. Everybody sees something spinning or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just that's where it goes in your brain. So, okay. Uh, people take it to get over emotional connections to disease. Yeah. People that have cancer that are looking for some way out of it and think they're clinging to it because of some trauma in their childhood will have an intention, take ayahuasca, and hope to release it. I've seen a movie called The Sacred Science, which is a lot about uh, ayahuasca. A lot of the people in that movie, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. So I'm not saying this is a cure for cancer. I am saying that our friend Ali Wong, she's somebody that I know who took it. And I don't want to say what she took it for, but it might as well have been like, I'm tired of how short my hair is. Right. Okay? Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. And she went in for that, and then she was like, it's way better. Uh, That is, oh, and here's my one fun fact, and then I'm going to give it to you completely, is... Uh, these Westerners that found uh, the tribesman and the medicine man that was making ayahuasca, they said, how did you know of all the hundreds of thousands of plants and trees and roots? How did you know to mix these? Do you know his answer? No. He said, the jungle told us how to make it. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. But that's trippy as fuck. Yeah, well, yeah. Jungles can't talk. Can't they? (laughs) Well, I mean, you've taken ayahuasca. You you tell me. (laughs) I will also, the last, I know I just said that was the last thing. I've always been, and I think I always will be, Afraid uh, to take it, and I don't know if I ever will, but I love hearing about it. That's great. Uh, you know a lot more about it than I did, and no, I just you still do. That's great. No, that's, <laughs> thank you for that. Because um, we, uh, I believe you, but there's such a sarca- uh, <laughs> there is a sarcastic way to go. Thank, thank you for you. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <coughs> go ahead. No, that was good. Where did you do it? In in Joshua Tree. Nice. Um, I'm now a member of a Native American church. Okay. Because that keeps it above the boards. You know what I mean? Like because oh, because it's re- protected by religion. Yeah, it's protected. Uh, yeah, it's protected okay. by religion. So I'm now part of this church, um, uh, and the and the the place we went to was called um, Home of the Heart, um, and it was not something that we were planning on doing. So we did not do the dieta or whatever the 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 the, the cleansing beforehand. Although I just personally have been eating very cleanly lately, so like it was less. But of your an boyfriend issue for me. was like, oh no, he's, eating an in and out like I'm yeah, ready. yeah. He actually you're not supposed to have anything fermented the day of, and he'd gone from like drinking a cocktail to like walking into the ceremony. No, yeah, yeah. Because, did he? Was he okay? I just want. Um, well, he has other health issues that were in play. For example, uh, he was born without a valve, um, in his esophagus that, that, that kind of, uh, acts as a go between your stomach and your esophagus. So lower sphincter. His upper sphincter. His upper sphincter. His, yeah. Basically, right. he had surgery. His phyloric fi- sphincter? I don't know. Okay, keep going. But it's, I mean, I don't know. It's but not every day that some you get obscure to, like, part of your some. body. <laughs> it's whatever's right. Um, I'm yeah, I know. Pointing and, and you got two sphincters. One of them is your throat oh, to your true. stomach. One is your stomach to your ass. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a problem with the, the, the upper t- one. The upper sphincter, yeah, yeah. I think it's the pyloric. So he had surgery that disables him from throwing up at all. Oh, nice. So that's why I think he had a hard time with the whole purge. Can I have that electively? <laughs> I hate barfing. <laughs> Although afterwards, barf? it's the best. Yeah, well. You cry a little bit. It gets all the all the fluids out. I jerk off while I do it. <laughs> 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 it's the best. Uh, okay, yeah, so go on. 
Oh, so so that was the thing. Like we That's bizarre. we were just going to uh, an Airbnb to like hang out with some friends. And then when we got there, we realized like, oh, they're asking us to respect space over there because they're going to have a heal a quote unquote healing ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was fine because we were going to eat some, you know, mushrooms and laugh all night. So, mm-hmm. like, that was great. Please leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. But then when I realized, wait a second, healing ceremony? Hey, is that ayahuasca? And they're like, yeah, you'd come if, if you want, you can join us. You just have to, you know, join this church or whatever. It's like, is there money involved? Uh, yeah, there's money. It's like uh, 200 bucks for the night, which is just covering you basically to be babysat so you you know you're taken care of. Right. It's less about the drug. It's more about the service of like. I understand. Yeah, because right? you need a shaman. You need a shaman, yeah. And you need someone to clean up your, your, uh, your shit and for your boyfriend, your ass vomit. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Uh, so, uh, so we weren't planning on doing it, uh, but then, like, you know, uh, at the last minute, we just decided to walk in because I felt like... That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy of us. I envy you. Why? Because <laughs> you don't think you would ever... The ability to... There was a time I was with my friend, and he had acid, and I'm afraid mm-hmm. of acid. I'm afraid too. of acid because it it's lasts the same so long. Stuff. But but I don't want to be tripping for twelve hours. This mm. is like an don't hour you? and a half. No, I you would take ayahuasca before acid. I ayahuasca did. is I know. <laughs> it's my understanding. Inform me. I'm here yeah. to learn. Yeah. Uh, I. It's my understanding that ayahuasca is a much more intense and in, in uh, I mean, maybe, invasive experience. Uh, I measure it based on how much time I leave this consciousness. So that's why I think any anything that's lasts as long as an Advil, I trust. Like mushrooms, if you eat the right, you know what I mean. Like that's that's like four to six hours. Like yeah. if you eat an ayahuasca, like you're only really incapacitated for about like an hour to two hours. What? Yeah. I mean, you kind of go out of it, and you're still you that's know disappointing. And there's you're no the side second effects. person on the show. Justin Wellman did ayahuasca too, and he was like, "Yeah, the second time it didn't even really work." I'm just like, I have. I love you, Justin. <laughs> I but I remember feeling that, and I'm feeling that again. Which I'm like, did yeah. you do it right? It's my understanding that this is no, the no, no. thing that like Timothy Leary and all those guys, all the Kool Aid acid test yeah. prankster merry guys, would do it, and they're like, this is like eating a field of mushrooms. Oh, I mean, I, I would disagree because I've. I'm an experienced mushroom eater. Yeah. Um, it's not for everybody, but I, you know, I'm I'm pretty much straight edge. Other, other than that, I barely drink. I never smoke pot. Yeah. But if there was anything, unfortunately, it is an illegal substance. So I know that some people have like a problem with that. Yeah. Um, nobody, but, nobody in this room, including the no. dog. <laughs> um, but it's, um, but yeah, it's like the equivalent of watching Dumb and Dumber to me is mushrooms. Um, I've never done acid. I'm afraid of acid. I promise I will never do acid because I just don't like the idea of being incapacitated for that long. Mm. That's terrifying to me. Um, it's scary. It's scary. Uh, no, go ahead. Did you ask how long does it last? Yeah, no, I, I had, I, we'd been asking all day because we'd been pussyfooting around our involvement. Uh-huh. And, um, okay. and now, I, it wasn't until the, and it wasn't go. like we were like, oh, we're going to do this. Like, no, we'd been, deli- del- um, we had been debating this for like 24 hours. Over cocktails. He was drinking, yeah. <laughs> until I realized he just needed me to push him because he was afraid and I was afraid too. Men. Yeah. I'm constantly pushing that dude. It's great. Not not like a, in a bossy way, but just in a like like everything's okay. Like take the leap kind of way. You great. Know? What okay. a, what just had to defend my relationship for a second. What a lovely role. He's an awesome dude. Uh, okay, so so uh, so we know going in that it's going to be kind of like a matrixy experience where 
you're now taking the red pill and you're gonna like wake up from something else, right? I know that going in because somebody yeah. that had did. I believe it's the blue pill that makes you go. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Because it's Dayquil to trip out. It's no, it's Nyquil to go. It's Dayquil to stay. Okay. Why did really? Is no. that how you? What are you doing? <laughs> I thought it was the red pill. You take why, the red why pill. Why didn't I take the blue pill? You're right. I think it is the red pill. Look at you. Uh, that's how your brain works. That's no. fun to watch. What? <laughs> Just like how you're like, I was trying to remember Joey like, Pants' yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're I know what you're doing. That's <laughs> why, I was like watching. Why didn't I take the blue pill? Yeah. That is. You're right. I'm wrong. I've been wrong so much. Hey. In my life. Me too. I still deeply and completely accept myself. I still, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So red pill. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I know that I'm, we're going to do something. And and it's about the length of the Matrix. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, the first. Yeah, the first one. So just <laughs> the first not, one. not the. The third one was pretty long. But um, but you uh, but you walk in at like seven, and you don't. But you spend the first hour and a half just kind of like readying yourself, um, like, like making that. making your space okay. Because you, I walked in with a bunch of nerves, and I didn't know where to go. And you're not supposed to sit next to the person you're most familiar with. So my boyfriend went to the other side of the room, and um, and that was fine. You know, like I've got my and I knew I was getting a cold, so. Um, because I was told you might get cold, and I'm always cold anyway, so I brought, like, an extra sleeping bag. Yep. And, I, you know, I brought uh, mints because I knew that I would want my breath to be fresh if I purged. And, you know, if you threw up. Yeah. And, uh, and they have buckets ready for you and everything. And, um, and, they ha- and there was ten of us sitting in ceremony together, and there was five guardians. And every ayahuasca cer- uh, circle is different. They call the roles different things. In some circles, they're called angels, and you have to wear all white and stuff. But in ours, like it was... Like a cheesecake factory? Yeah, it's like a cheesecake factory. There's the they menu. It's like a, b- a <laughs> yeah, book. It's a huge book. Jesus. I'll have the ayahuasca. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our next, shaman will be right back yeah. to serve you. It's next to a jewelry ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are there so many advertisements? You're not making enough money, Cheesecake Ugh. Factory. Yeah, they uh, are. They're just making more. Delicious. The so, ice has little ads on it, too. Keep going. I never noticed that. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad joke. I really wanted to see it. It was really bad. It was bad. Okay, we're moving. We're moving. Uh, a good joke. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Keep going. Uh, so, okay. So, so uh, you also kind of... Um, go one by one around the circle and talk about like, what is the question? What is it you're seeking? And what is it that you want to like give? Right. So like the question I was seeking was, um, uh, I need guidance in seeing that, um, the temporary, that the unknown is temporary. Mm. Right. That's the thing that we were talking about before. Cause I know like that's, I just need to know that the unknown is temporary, and I think I can let go of this, like wanting to control though. the future. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, what I got, and um, and that what I gave to the 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 tea, right? Like my gift to the to the healing circle was um, permission to be gentle with ourselves, to be easy on ourselves as we go. You said as, that to the group. Yeah, that's a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, everybody goes around and says like what they want to give. What are some of the? Is it a betrayal of trust? I want to know what other people were working. Some on. people were, you know, wanted to be a better parent. Some people wanted to be. Other um, kid is in the car, <laughs> honking the horn. Uh, He's locked. Dad. <laughs> Stop tripping! <laughs> I need my diaper. Um, I'm purging. Yeah. <laughs> this is my gift to the car. Huge fart noise. <laughs> okay, I, it's no, fine. It's gonna be fine. Farts are always funny. I love it. Actually, oh, that's good. I forgot about the fart part. So, uh, thank you for reminding me. There's a fart part. There's a fart part. So yeah. somebody else wanted, um, you know healing with um like past relationships that uh, didn't work out um somebody in the past had you know quit drinking was able to quit drinking um stuff like that and uh so so then um 
after you kind of like do this opening prayer thing, and there's tons of chanting. In English, it's mm, I it's some's in English, some of it is in Sanskrit. It's just it's it, but it's constant. It's a very auditory hallucinogen, and certain tones can trigger different steps in your Ooh. journey. So what you're listening to is very um, contingent upon where where everybody is. So if somebody in the circle hasn't purged yet, they'll like keep playing this note until they purge, and then they'll move on to the next. You're note, supposed to of. barf. Yes, you're supposed to have so some kind of purge. So they're just hitting this bell over and over, waiting for no barf to, to yeah, your boyfriend. Yeah, no barf, yeah. To finally be oh, like... Oh, he was dry heaving for hours. Oh. It was really bad. But eventually they gave him some Chinese herbs and he was able to eat a banana and he felt great after it. It was just getting past that um, that rejection. Mm. So so they do warn you a lot of things before you go in. While, while we're doing all the prayers and stuff, they, they're like, here are some things to keep in mind. There will be a purge. It may or may not be in the form of vomit or diarrhea or la- any- laughter oh. or, or tears. Uh-huh. Um, it, there's an outhouse right here. Just if you need any help, raise your hand. We'll be there to take you or whatever you need. We're just – we are here for you. Mm. Um, try your best to stay aligned, like to keep your chakras open and aligned. Um Good posture for yeah. Good posture, listening. yeah. Sorry, because um, uh, it feels really good to go into fetal position. So just try to keep your neck back, you know, and, and straight with your spine. Hmm. Um, if Did you, you do that? yeah, that was a huge thing. Um, they also whatever. So there's all these things to kind no, of help going. you. Um, you know, if you feel like you're experiencing too much of it, sit up because sitting up will will bring you back to your current state. If you want to go back into it, lay back down. Really? Yeah. You can stop. You can. It's like at the TiVo of tripping. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can you can you can choose like the intensity. What? That's yeah. That if things are too intense, like if you sit up it'll be better. Huh. Yeah. So uh so then um after all these kind of all, other things I'll remember later, but um then uh the first thing you do is the messiest thing you do and you you snort a liquid tobacco. It's called sunk. And it's supposed to be a, a receptor for all the serotonin. It's supposed to help receive all the serotonin you're about to ingest with the grandmother tea, mm. this tea. And uh, ayahuasca is also called the grandmother spirit. It's funny because I, I learned that about tobacco, that it's one of the things that helps push in whatever else is with it, which is another reason why cigarettes, the oh. modern cigarette is so fucked. Because there's Because it's so pushing all the bad stuff. Yeah. Tobacco is something that opens... It, I've been told. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I, I could be wrong, but it's been, I've been told that that's something that opens you up. Uh, not in the good way. It's not like, oh, tobacco opens you up, but that is something yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. So when you're smoking, you're actually letting in carcinogens even better Ugh. than you would have if you were burning something else. Right. That's interesting. That's good to know. Boom. So, okay. So uh, the, the, the sunk does not come in, like, a convenient nasal spray c- uh, container where you squeeze it and inhale it, right? Like, like yeah. I take a lot of saline. It's really good for your sinuses. But uh, but I've never – but what they do instead is they, like, kind of pour a little bit into the palm of your hand. And then you have to, like, lean over and snort this up both your nostrils. Mm. And I've had very little experience doing this. And it's brown liquid. So that was, like, the messiest thing for me was trying to, like, snort the sunk up into my face. Yeah. But it felt amazing because the desert's so dry that you just want your sinuses to be open. Give so me that, that song. Awesome. I went back for a double down. I got two more things. Sunk. I got more sunk. Oh, wow. So maybe that was why I had such a great experience. But anyway. Um, oh, good. It's great. I'm glad this is. It was. And then the demons came. Yeah. No, no, there's no demons. <laughs> no demons. So, uh, so then the next thing you do is you one by one go up to this um, Ray Key healer who's amazing. And she anoints you with just like an essential oil. And she kind of says a prayer to make sure that you're like, hey, you're in a good place. You're safe. Your heart is open. Like, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose kind of like yeah. anointing. Right? Yeah, sure. And then. 
then uh, one by one, you go up to the shaman, who is um, ours is Valerie Brightheart. She's not a good shaman. No, name. she's. <laughs> I'm looking for a indago. No, no, no. She's just this cool, like Californian white chick. Like she's awesome. Yeah, no, that's like... not a shaman. That, that, is, that is a drug dealer. No. <laughs> J.K. Val. J.K. Val. Love you. Uh, no, she's great, but um, but yeah. Also, we didn't meet her in the auspice, under the auspices of a of a shaman. We did meet her under the auspices of our Airbnb host. <laughs> so it's uh, like that's how we all found her. Here's so, your room key, key, so, key. key. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um and uh oh, okay, so you go up to her and she asks you like, what kind of journey would you like tonight? I forget what she how she phrases it, but she basically wants to know: Do you want to go moderately or do you want to dive in? Mm. And I. I was like, I'll dive in. Like, I'm here. I said yes to this. Yes. Like, take me to where I need to go. And so it's a difference of, like, um, drinking four ounces of this tea versus um, two ounces. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you sit with your little cup in your space and you wait till everybody has their cup and you just kind of meditate on your intention. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you all drink it at the same time. And, uh, and that's, so that was exactly 930. I remember cause I'm, when I, when I eat mushrooms, I need to know what time everything happened sure. so that I know. Good technique. Yeah. Yeah. So I stay a little bit tethered. Yeah. So I know that we took so it at 930. So you know it'll be over it. Yeah. I can trust my totem. It's, it's my inception yeah. totem. <laughs> oh, that's right. There you go. So, okay. I realize what I'm about to say. I sound like a lunatic hippie and I know, uh, I just, I just know that I, it sounds crazy and I know you're not judging me, but like. Being that my family is like all atheists and everything, I, I, I just have to be mindful. Like I know I sound crazy, but this was uh, this is what I experienced, and it was so beautiful. You took a and if nothing very else, powerful hallucination. Yeah, <laughs> and if nothing else, I feel like it's had a really good influence on my life. But I'm, what I'm about to say, I'm gonna talk in terms as if it really happened, as if I was really somewhere else. That sounds like a water filter. Yeah, but it's your slurpy doggy. Dogs drinking water. I just have to pause. I'm sorry. I'm just enamored with Scout. Hey, Scout. Great. Just one shot of t- liquid tobacco up your nose, buddy. <laughs> you just no, need it's one. Fine. We can have a dog drinking. Aww. We're not monsters. You can't even and... hear it in the mic, which means it's just for us. So keep going. Oh. Um, uh, okay, so 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 after I drank this tea, um, I felt fine. I didn't feel sick. And I didn't feel like anything was happening. And I started hearing other people retch. And that was like, oh, that's like, oh, you're that guy. You're the first to blow chunks, you know? Uh, oh, I think you so, want to, though, don't you? You do. Oh, so the, and they say that, yeah, the purge is part of the healing, right? And uh, and then I was thinking about um, how I really didn't want to go to the outhouse and how I just had an aversion to purging that way because I take a lot of fiber and I'm a, I have a very healthy... Uh, Colon. Colon. I have a very healthy colon. You learned you have two sphincters today. I, yeah, yeah. There's more health <laughs> healthy, coming at you. Healthy sphincters, healthy <laughs> yeah, colons. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, I just had this aversion, so I was really grateful when my stomach started to feel... Well, I was scared when my, my stomach started to feel funny. Um, but um, And this other thing was happening where it's it's like almost pitch black in, the, in this dome. We're in this dome, and there's like candles flickering, and that's it. Um, so when your eyes are open, it's very dark. But when I started to close my eyes, it felt like a flashlight was being shown right in my face. So that was very bizarre because every time I blinked, it would be bright light or color. Um, but when I opened, it would be completely dark. Okay. I love this story. Yeah. Okay. So that was something weird. And, um, and the next thing I know, I'm And laying... that didn't scare you. You felt okay. 
I was a little scared because I just didn't understand it because I'm, I'm my whole life it's been the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so worth the worth the two hundred bucks right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you that reverse alone. blink. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. I I don't care if it's drinks or Dead Poet Society standing on your desk. What excites me about hallucinogen? Sorry to interrupt. Is they force us, and there's other ways to do it, to look at the world differently. Differently, yes. If you just want to crawl under your bed and look at feet going by, yeah. that's better than not living. Remembering that absurdity and mystery and weird things can happen in the world. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so um, the next thing I realized, my body was laying down, and I'm trying to keep it straight, like I was told. Mm-hmm. And I realized where I'm going is this place where um, the bright light is actually coming from this... Um, operating table and it's this lamp above me and these um these beings higher beings are cracking my brain open to see like what's going on like where where is she what's what's happening okay so how how are we seeing them are they see-through or is this a full-on no, no, no. i can't see them i just know they're here i can uh-huh. see like vaguely like it's it's so bright so that's You're just all seeing it feels. light i'm seeing light and some like flashes of color Mm-hmm. And I realize where I'm going. Do you hear the voices? How do you know what's happening? You just know in it's your mind? It's understanding. Um, there were... I'm trying to think if it was voices, but it was like... You just knew what was going on. I knew what was going on. It was just like... It's like in a dream where it's... it's This whole experience is very dreamlike in that when you go... When you're dreaming, there's all these rules and understandings that are already established. Mm-hmm. Right? There's mm-hmm. these parameters, I should say. So the parameter of the first place I went to was this operating table. And I... And, and for whatever reason, it scared me. I didn't... I realized that it was going to be, you know, like fourth dimensional. And that, um, you know, I, I, I didn't like it. And I, and I... And I found myself clutching... My, my hands were clutching... Um, the space, but like my shoulders, like, um, almost like you're massaging yourself. Yeah. Like I was massaging myself. So my elbows are sticking straight up in the air and my back is on the ground and I hate it. And all I'm, and I'm freezing, I'm suddenly freezing cold and, um, and I can feel my legs kind of, uh, shaking and shivering. I got crazy legs. I just want somebody to lay on top of me to give me body heat because I'm so cold and I can't use my mouth now to, to speak I can't say it and I also we were told not to speak just mm. raise your hand and I can't and I and I didn't I didn't think I need and so for some reason I'm not raising my hand because I'm just my hands are trapped on my shoulders mm. and um and I remember thinking, like, I don't, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I should get have it. done the mushroom. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what you thought. <laughs> I was thinking that that panic, like, I think I did too much. I think I took too much. Mm. I'm afraid. I, 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 I know where we're gonna go, and I don't want to go there. I get it. I remember, like, thinking out loud, like, not thinking out loud, but just thinking to whatever was there in the operating room, thinking, like, I get it. I don't. I get it. I got. I, I get what you're trying to teach me. I'm cool. I don't want to do this. And then thinking, like. I gotta remember this. I gotta remember this so I can tell the story later. I gotta write about this. This has got everything. And then, and then I sat up and I was like, "No, stop trying to turn everything into a fucking story." And I purged. And the Ooh. purge was such. And here I am making it into a fucking story. But it was like, it was um, the purge from my bucket was right there, and the purge was so clean and contained. It's not like it was drippy puke. It was, felt like I threw up confetti. Mm. Does that make sense? Well, like you it was were just yeah. <laughs> not colorful confetti, but no, just, I understand. it felt like little squares of paper mm-hmm. just stuck to each other and it yeah. all it all came out very neatly. And once it was up, it's fine and I would put the and I put the bucket down and you know, it went away and So it's not this like blah, 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 you just went No, 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 blah, it's done. And then I laid back down and everything washed over me and I realized I'm not cold. I'm choosing to be cold. And if I just keep and I would hear an alarm go off. 
And I didn't know if that was actually happening or if that was inside me. And I realized it was my operating system, my body, telling me. And I would listen to where the alarm was coming from. And it was coming from my neck because my neck was crunched. And so I would immediately, so then I would like, oh, is this, is this the emergency? And I would raise my neck and keep my, my back straight lying down. And the, the alarm would stop. Hmm. And I could breathe all the way down from my, from my base chakra up until my seventh chakra. Like, that's what I pictured. And as I was doing that, then Tail, I... That's tailbone? Yeah, like your perineum or whatever. Tailbone to your forehead? To my, yeah, yes. To, to like, right above your crown. Oh, the right. crown of your head. I don't really the, know. This is the sixth... Anyway, the, the forehead's the sixth one, your third eye. I read a lot about this. It's stupid. But then... <laughs> um, so when I... Bre- so instead of thinking of breath as, like, just in my lungs and expanding through my organs, I just pictured it as this kind of um, revolving tube, like this, like a stack of lightsabers... Lightsabers, mm. but like in the shape of a lightsaber. Like it was all very illuminated. And, a lightsaber um, saber. A yeah. lightsaber saber. Yeah, because it was rainbow, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, um, and when I thought about but breathing. But breath felt like more than it is. Yes. And it warmed me. Um, mm. And I realized if I can control my breath, then um, everything's going to be cool. And, uh, and I realized, okay, then the, the higher beings that were like inspecting my brain. I saw them, and they were these giant cartoon pandas. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that they were makes just me these. Glad. And and I and they were they were just so um, delighted at the novelty of of our linear sense of time. They just thought it's so. Were they voiced by Jack Black? They were, yeah. <laughs> and they were doing kung fu. Yeah, um, good movie. They uh, they they were like it felt like for a second that um, we as human beings were their avatars for their second life in that like they um take us on as like an um, the equivalent of um a spiritual uh um uh, amusement park yep. right so we ride roller coasters that don't necessarily make us feel good yep. but we do it for fun and that's what these panda bears you know these whatever do to like us also my operating system took the form of like Japanese like uh, clone women so like when the alarm would kick and this would kept keep happening I would hear the alarm go off and I would just like oh I have to you know yeah, stretch out again it was just these cute little Japanese women that were like tending to my like ten- tending to my um, emergency That's was your the hallucination form racist is that why you're not doing the voice <laughs> Like please straighten your neck. They didn't speak. It was kind of like in Cloud Atlas, where these women, and because they reminded me of Cloud Atlas, then I started thinking of Cloud Atlas. Yeah, you know. Then you just watch the movie Cloud Atlas. You're like, ah, I I blew it. Oh, oh, now that movie makes sense because like this has all happened. It's great. I didn't. I didn't like. Oh, did I pop out? Okay. No, you're good, Doug. As long as you can hear yourself. No, I couldn't for a second. It's no big deal. Who cares? Can you hear me? Number two, Doug. This one? Yeah, shaking me. Is that helping? That's great. No, that's great. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, Anyway, so this is... So I was thinking about cloud... cloud, That's what the thing... Like, mushrooms are dumb and dumber, and ayahuasca is cloud atlas. So please, if you're not going to do ayahuasca, just watch cloud atlas. (laughs) Just do that. I'll watch cloud atlas. Okay. (laughs) Where it's like, oh, this is all happening, and it will happen again, and we're all the same people, just different masks. That that's kind of what I got out of it, and I also um, realized like uh, that we're the panda bears. Mm -hmm. I just took a step back, and I realized, oh, we're the higher beings. This is our higher consciousness. Right, and it's our higher consciousness that's like inside of each and every one of us. You, they put a quarter in the machine, and they're playing their guy, and you're the guy. Yeah, 
but we're the guys. Yeah, but you're the guy. But we're, but we're. You elected to come here. Yeah, like we, you elected. Yeah, we're all we all elected to suffer in our in our own ways, and that's the whole point. Is because to quote Duncan Dressel, that's why you play a game that has an ending. That's why there's death, is because you wouldn't want to play a game that goes forever. Yes, exactly. Oh God, that's good. Yeah, you're helping me make sense of this. You should because... listen to those ones. Everyone that's listening this far in this uh-huh. podcast loves those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's a good no, that's thing. Good. Those okay, are some okay. of my faves. Uh, so we're okay. So, so I'm realizing that like that's all of us out there, and I think about the movie. Also, there's a lot of movie themes. Inception, and I realized, oh, this is all this is all a dream. And when we die, we just wake up from the last one. Mm-hmm. And that felt very peaceful to me because you know, you know, we all know people that have passed. And- but you're saying this, right? Can I just interrupt? Yeah. You're saying this, but you're taking a transcendent spiritual experience and you're putting it into your language centers. This is what yes. Science Mike, great episode, talked about. Is it's, it's losing, it's like carrying a wet stone back from the water, yeah. and by the time you get to the blanket, it's dried off. Yeah. So when you're doing this, I have to imagine that that revelation felt like ecstasy. Yes. I mean it the felt drug. Very be- <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. It felt like joy. It felt really beautiful. And um, it got even more beautiful because then... Also, <laughs> I felt like I saw all of space and time mm-hmm. in front of me. and um, In what form? Visually? Visually. So it what did it look like, like? The solar system? The solar system was just this little marble in the rest of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the solar system... I thought about the solar system because I love that show Cosmos. And so I was thinking of, like, oh, so that whole story in the Big Bang Theory, that's just one story in this entire infinite multi-dimensional um possibility and so this whole space and time thing in front of me was it was it was kind of spherical but it was very infinite it it kind of spun around it had i don't know what those like bar things that go around globes you know what i mean but there was like those bar things like, oh like, yeah i know you what know you what i mean so they're like spinning around and there's interlacing circles yes oh great yes interlacing circles and like people would like pop up in circles to me not spheres then now circles and just like i would see someone's face and it was like you can choose to be this person and so the next thing i know i was choosing to be one of the guardians in the room standing across the room and i could see the room from her point of view hmm. um and and um i could be who else was i i, I I was Michael. I was my my boyfriend, um, who, um, who. Uh, and I thought you meant Michael Jackson. We were, yeah, it was Michael Jackson. Interesting. In our house, uh, and he was looking at me, and I could see why he loved. Me. Like I saw myself through his eyes. Yeah, there you go. And then, yeah, that was good. That's him standing on your desk right there. <sighs> and then, um, and then his face changed, and he became. He looked like somebody different, and I realized, oh, oh, it's always been him. Hmm. He's the guy. He's the guy that I go to, or, or girl, whatever form we take. But you, we keep the, the game thing. is we enter to find each other again and to see if we can and 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 how we'll act to each other if we're you know it's like eternal sunshine. <sighs> yeah, like eternal. Our, sunshine. our memories keep getting erased with death, and then we keep yes. trying to find yeah our great loves again. And that's so that was a beautiful realization to know that even though he was across the room and I, I was I wanted him near me so badly that it was okay it was okay that he was over there, um, because we found each other and we're doing and and that this this room this dome that we were in I would open my eyes and I would laugh because I realized I've been here before this is where this and I'll be here again this is where I we came to drink this tea to go home hmm. I'm assuming everybody else in the room is where I am and they're not but I'll get to that in a second so so basically in the, in the space of um in it, it, this I, the space felt like again using words that I only know is, is um boundless and infinite love 
and everything was just known. Mm-hmm. And that was what I asked for. I wanted to know what it feel like, felt like to just be comfortable with that everything's already known. A lot of people with near-death experiences have that as well. Wow. The feeling of knowing everything. And then yeah. when they come back, like you can't come back from your trip, you can't ex- exactly explain what yeah. it felt like. Yeah, and it was okay. It's like I didn't need to take it with me because there's beauty in the unknown. Because that's there's, not the game you're playing. That's not the game I'm playing. It was so nice it, it, to see what sorrow is and like... Um, Oh, that's why that's why our higher beings choose this suffering and choose the sorrow because it's so fucking beautiful and so part of this process mm. of living. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to do that back home in this like infinite love place. It's really trippy. That right? that is one of my favorite uh trippy theories that I say on the show all the time. I, I always say I don't know if it's true, but the idea that we elect to come here. When you when you run into human suffering like why would you elect to be born into a house where you're abused or whatever or sexually assaulted yeah 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 but the I thing is is like that. if you're if you're coming from a dimension where there is no pain and there is and, and you want to learn another way of understanding being coming to a place where that exists or could exist uh it might be appealing. This is all yeah. just painful. Well, also, like, it's very convenient for me to think of this as a, my life as a dream because it's pretty sweet. Like, I've got a good life. No, I get it. I, so, I, I yeah. accuse myself of that all the time. Yeah. I'm walking around going, It's hard like, to think about, like, being the parent that can't feed their children. Right. And, like... But does that like, parent in that struggle... We're, we're all taught that struggle and pain is bad, and it is. I, I completely agree that it is. But in the, the pain that I've experienced, we all learn through that. We learn something, hopefully. Yeah. I, I, let's, I'm taking all the... I, I don't know about other people's pain. I don't know what it's like to be a single mother trying to feed your, your kids yeah. and all that stuff. So please don't think Me I'm neither. condescending that, that that trauma. But the pain that I've experienced and the pain that my friends have experienced, they say is is usually a learning sort of thing. Usually. Not always. And maybe in support of this theory, that is, that's the trip, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that even the bad stuff is the stuff that you came here to experience. yeah. Because you were tired of your infinite knowing and, and exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like what's what like and and that and that um, and so you and so you know I, I'm a big fan of Shirley MacLaine because I think she's crazy and hilarious and I like what she has to say about spirituality, but to a point because then she talks about aliens and I'm like, all right, sure. calm down, like you lost me. Uh, but I was wondering that when I went into it, I was like, yeah, but where, like, what's the deal with aliens, man? <laughs> and um, and I got to, like, peek in on some cool... Um, Pandas. Lizard, they were, like, lizard dragons, and they just had their own politics and their own... Like, I just, like, like caught a snapshot of what that was like. Shape-shifting and it was just, lizard people? They were, they, no, they weren't shape-shifting. They were just, like... Um, like slithering and flying kind of around each other, but they were like miffed because of like, you didn't do this or whatever it was, or like they got more attention than that. And I was like, oh, that's your world. Okay. So like, so basically anything that we've ever imagined and haven't imagined yet, like it all exists. Uh, it all, it all, it all has happened or it will happen. I like this. It's very Doctor Who. It's very like these different dimensions are out there. And um, yeah, and it's just a matter it's very of like. thoughts or things too. Thoughts or things? Yeah. Like, if you imagine something, it's real. That's a Picasso quote, yeah, too. Any, yeah. Anything that you can imagine, I think he either says is real or can be real. That actually related to then, like, my looking in, internally. I don't know and if the, my quote applied. Keep going. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. I'm like, eh, well, I think that, I'm going to call foul on my own quote. But Keep you going. actually, that was a good transition to the, so after I was, like, outside and realizing, like, oh, we've all been each other, I've been Pete, mm-hmm. you've been me, we've right. all been, we've all, we've all been Scout, like, it's all just, because, and it's not, a, and so, and so it felt very much of, like, a, 
a reincarnation thing, but not of like a karmic thing, like because that would imply that you had to uh, pay for your mistakes and then be reborn again after that. There's no after. It's all happening at the same time. Right. Right? Because there is no time. No birth, no death, There's, no life, yeah. no being, no non-being. Yeah. Okay. You get it. You get it. And um, this is all... It's like I've been reading these books for the last year and a half, and then I feel like I then went to the country that I was reading the books for. So mm-hmm. that... Oh, the travel guides. Yes. Thank you. I was reading the travel guides. And then... Um, okay. And then I went inside my body, and it took the shape of this garden of Is Eden. this the fart part? <laughs> Oh, God, I had to fart so fucking bad. And I was afraid to because they told me not to. Because, oh, that was the one other thing they warned you was, like, don't trust a fart because, um, like, yeah. the purge can come out that way, too. And yeah. you'll have, like, a bigger mess than you're going to want. Yeah. So uh, so I didn't trust my farts. And yeah. I, I'm a gaseous girl. Like, <laughs> I am. If you've been in my house, like, you've heard me fart. Like, I just, uh, I'm I sorry. I thought you were going to be, like, the curtains in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Years of me. God. Okay. Uh, yeah, when you're when you eat a lot of vegetables, man, you got to fart. And um, anyway, so <laughs> so so basically, that whole thing we were talking about is you know eating healthy and and healing yourself with all this like green food is. Sure. I saw it. I saw it in my body, and I saw my body like breathing it and thanking me basically for like this way that I've been eating for about a month. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was like, oh yeah, you're doing good. Keep doing. My that. body's all silent. And you know, I haven't, I haven't could, watched could, Cloud Atlas yet. Oh, yeah. I'll watch Cloud Atlas and I'll hear <laughs> my stomach go, thanks for cilantro. <laughs> thanks for adding that to your smoothie. Yeah. So, so Not the, in my smoothie. The fart. Okay. Not salads. Um, the, fart, the, fart story <laughs> came, the fart story came in. Um, the next oh, you don't thing have you know, to tell me the fart story. No, no. You're in your body. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was in my body. But then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm struggling to stand up now in the actual dome. I'm, I'm out of that place. I'm out of that, like, higher consciousness, infinite love pace, and I'm now... It's st- over. It's over. Mm-hmm. And I'm now standing up, and I don't know why I'm standing, and I'm trying to focus on what's in front of me. It's so damn dark, especially compared to what I just saw. This is so dark. And um, there's this healing mat in the center of the room, and you can choose to lay down there or not if you feel called to, right? And then one by one, the guardians will come up and, like, heal you, help, like, clear you of whatever you need to be... Santa, like, Jack Frost, yeah. the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny, they help yeah. You. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> Is it really? Oh, I loved it. All right. Made me cry. Um, I'm going to remember that. Uh, I'll watch Cloud Atlas, which my expectations are real low. Keep them low. I'll keep my expectations really high for the Guardians. Scruffy Tom Hanks is in the future. <laughs> oh, boy. So much makeup. You think you think about your bald cap when you watch this. Because really? there's so much makeup. I will. Uh, anyway, I recognize that the girl laying in the healing mat was uh, a friend of mine that had also decided to do this with us. That you didn't know was there? No, I knew she was there. But like, oh. I didn't know she was laying oh. in the, I didn't know that anybody had gotten up to the healing mat. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Oh, that fucker called me. She wanted me, like, she's, she didn't, she just, you know, was trying to heal her own thing and, like, just wanted her friend next to her. And so I just curled up, like, into a little ball next to the mat. Like, not touching her or anything, just I felt like a little, you know, like a cat ball. Like, mm-hmm. just curled up and, and kind of, like, laughing at the idea of, like, oh, she never said my name, but, like, her energy was just like, hey, get over here because something, you know, big is happening. And what's crazy, she was asleep for all of it. She was nar- she was nar- her experience was very narcoleptic. She could barely stay awake. And sometimes that's what people need. They just need to sleep because she hasn't really slept well in years. So it's funny that she didn't even know I was next to her like on a conscious level, but I knew like cuz there's no other mm-hmm. way I would have like gone to this mat if it wasn't for my friend there. Um she's been healing through a lot of other stuff. Anyway, it makes Ayahuasca without PM. getting into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, you'll and then, barf, but you'll sleep. But you'll sleep. So <laughs> wow. So she gets up and she goes back to her spot, and I. I then found my body like facing my boyfriend and then like I laid down with my boyfriend and tried to take care of him while he was retching, but nothing was coming up. And, uh, and then like you slowly just kind of like land. How was his? His was so, so, so after you do like this closing prayer and everything, you're not supposed to talk about your experience. Right. So what about the people that only went halfway? They've just been waiting for the people that went full way to be done. No, cause it all, that's what's weird. It's like, it all happens around the same clock. So I would say, oh, regardless, how, I guess that's true with mushrooms. It would be like ten. It was like tenish when I was over with my boyfriend. At I that point, you started at nine thirty. Yeah, I know. It's a half hour. It was like ten forty-five ish. Okay, so whatever that is, hour fifteen. It was an hour and fifteen minutes. By the time I was like able to stand up and walk around, that's why I'm like I went from like lying down and not being able to talk. Maybe I built it up to, in my own brain. Yeah. The whole ceremony takes seven hours because you like ease into it and you ease out of it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't leave. We didn't leave the um, the tent until like closer to one in the morning. But that's just because like we're just taking our time and sitting space and like listening to them play rainforest sounds and whatever. And I play the rain stick. Yeah, there is. Is there a rain stick? There is like a bow. There's lots of weird sounds. It was great. I got it in Sky Mall. <laughs> Do you remember the fucking Nature Company? Did you have the Nature Company? I in your did. Mall? Yeah, I love that store. I love malls. <laughs> I don't love malls. Um, oh, so so you're not supposed to talk about it when you're done. You're supposed to then go straight to sleep and wake up very early the next morning and and then get into the sharing circle and you uh, literally hold a stock. You literally hold a talking stick mm-hmm. and you take turns. It's also the rain stick. And everybody, yeah, everybody fucking. Uh, tells you what they saw. So I was thinking like everybody went to, to their Panda Town. to their version of Panda Town and they didn't. Everybody's experience other than mine was very vague, including my boyfriend's, very vague that they might have seen felt the presence of someone, but there was no like panthers talking. There was no presence of like li- living another day in their life. There Y'all was none of that. Y'all got that diet ayahuasca. Yeah, we got the t- <laughs> not me. I fucking yeah. You you went with the original formula. I think it was the double song. <laughs> yeah, double song will get you there. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so then- well, Justin Wellman did that then because he was like, I nothing even really happened. He tripped a little bit, but like nothing serious. Yeah. I'm looking for that like like David Wolf was talking about that like suddenly I'm on Neptune. Yeah, you want to dive in. Also, the people that do DMT, that's what happens to you. DMT is the one where you take and you think you're gone for two weeks. Oh, and you God. were living in a Native American wigwam, like with a family, and then you just wake back up here. <laughs> wow! Yeah. After just like a regular amount That's of time, my favorite not two weeks? Oh yeah, no, no, a couple hours. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, people go on like Lord of the Rings style wars and stuff. And yeah, and based on my theory, that shit's real. Like they went, you know, yeah, they were I wanna, that person. I want to live there so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you Frodo? Who do you identify most with? No, no, I just mean I want to live in a world where that is real. And and unfortunately, usually, you know, I'm with you and the whole time I'm kind of like, well, you went over and your friend was there and your brain rationalizes it because you're tripping and all that oh, sort yeah. of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know that. I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to like... It's why we see faces the in the clouds. Out. It's because we yeah. are really good at facial recognition. Yeah. That's like what we do. Yeah. But um, but I have to say like coming out of it, um, I felt really good. Like my my... Now is not a good example, but I've, my posture has never been better. I've, yeah. Breath has always been like this bad thing for me. I'm always like taking shallow breaths and then like taking big sighs. It's like really annoying to spend long periods of time with me because I breathe weird. Hmm. Uh, so I'm told. But, um, Michael. But, um, 
But um, but no, I, I'm I'm in control of my breath more. Um, the I, the first couple days coming out of it, actually, when I texted you, I was having this trippy idea that oh, of carrying out that idea that this is all a dream, and I couldn't stop laughing at everything. Um, um, and it felt like my periphery had opened up. Mm. That it's not that about being present with you and me right now. It's about like being present with you with this backdrop and how we got here and what, what led us both to this moment. And then just having that exchange, that brief kind of connection with you know somebody giving me a sandwich or whatever. You know, uh, so many receptionists. Like, because I've been going to a lot of doctors' visits this week to get it out of the way before I move away, and uh, so I've seen a lot of receptionists, and they're all like strangers are just commenting to me, like, "You seem so fresh. You seem like you just seem like really clean." Oh, I said you, you look really young, glowing yeah. aura. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> it doesn't get old. <laughs> anyway, did you just call your body it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't age. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> no, I understand. But uh, that's what I'm saying is uh, whether it's drugs or whether whether it's meditation or whether it's just deliberate choices, like standing on your desk is the example. I yeah. think when we find ways to stop being bored with such a fascinating world and it's fascinating life, that's that's real bliss. Yeah. And that's what love feels like. When people fall in love, they're like, oh, I love ice cream so much more, kittens, I'm waving at babies, and they're waving back impossibly. You know what I mean? We just want to be connected. And the real spiritual teachers will say that there's only one relationship, and that's yeah. your relationship to God or being. Yeah. And that's why when we're in love, everything feels better. You know what I mean? Because it's just a reflection of your state. And that's your dream. Yeah. You want to talk about life being a dream. Yeah. What are we letting into our dream? And that sounds like you're deluding yourself. I don't think it is. It's like... Everything from the things you were taught as a children, the things you were taught by your parents, the things that you learn in books and all that sort of is contributing to your dream. And some people are having that dream and some people aren't. Right. And you find the ones that are having the same dream. And you can, you can create heaven. A lot more people would rather create hell. Yeah. And that's where we get gossip and that's where we get uh, putting people down. Yeah. And, it, and it's comfortable in there. I yeah. People think they're enjoying it. And really, the, I, I think the truth is to break out of that. It yeah, it feels like um, even going along with the dream notions that even my past was a dream. It's just the story. Oh, yeah. It's just well, the story that I her. decided. Did is you see it? her? Yeah, the past I is that. a story you tell yourself, mm. uh, and that's true. Yeah. I'm going to later tell myself the story of this podcast. I know we have a recording of it, but we, we have the experience, and people listening to it have their experience of when they were listening to it. Yeah, but I can't get over. All you have is now. It's the most liberating thing. And it's not to become some aloof, you know, Big Lebowski type person. It's to be like, I was driving here today. This is what's been tripping me out lately, and I think you'll enjoy it. You've never done anything. You have the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. I've driven to Meltdown hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Uh, but today, if you just take a moment to go, I've never driven to Meltdown. It's not about seeing. You think you're going to notice things. That's how our brains work. You, you'll see berries you can eat and, and animals you can hunt. But it's not about seeing. It's about really holding your breath spiritually and seeing. Not physically. You'll, you'll be breathing. But like allowing more in. Yeah. Instead of going, it's another drive to my job. Or it's another day yeah. at my job. Or it's another conversation with my wife. You've never you talked never to your talked boyfriend to her, yeah. before. Yep. When you go home and see Michael, his name's out of the bag. Yeah, when you see Michael today, that's the first time. And that's true. And that's always true. You've it's never seen true. me before. No. I've never seen Katie before. And, and all of that 
is being. I'm not going to say it's God. I'm just saying it's, it's being. being. It's real. It, and we're it's all so in It's so real because since this experience, and blame it on the fact that I took a poison, right, that made me see things. Um, or a sacred medicine. I can't, yeah, or a sacred medicine. No, no, yeah, it, um, it, it did feel like I saw a, a truth. Yeah. The truth. And since then, I've been so forgetful in not in in not a bad way just in kind of a really great like liberating way like i don't need to hold on all these things i've i've been like um for you know forgetting how to get to certain places because of what you just said yeah because it feels like i'm doing it for the first time it's great (laughs) and and it should Uh, we condition and we adjust and we're on a treadmill and we think we've seen it all before but like i i encourage people it works for me it might not work for you but just find the things that work for you but laying in your bed at night and being like I've never been in my bed before I've never fallen asleep before I've never dreamt before you know what I mean suddenly everything can become exciting with a very very basic to me that's what meditation is people hate meditating yeah that is meditation I think cool (laughs) I'm just sitting with that kind of sitting dancing in my little chair about that yeah no it's a good one I've been have you read Be Here Now? No. Oh, you got to read it. Yeah. That's that's where did Who I get is that? It? No, I was quoting a lot of different things, but I quoted <laughs> "Be Here Now" a bunch. It's Ram Dass, who is Timothy Leary's, uh, you know, co-professor. I always cool. forget his real name. Uh, but he went to India. He studied with Maharashi, and then he became Ram Dass, and he wrote this book called "Be Here Now." And he follows me on Twitter. Um, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sure his assistant follows me on Twitter or somebody. No, that that's works big for him. though. Like. No, no, that was when just, somebody that was just a joke. Does, I, honestly, oh no, really? He does follow me on Twitter, but I said it but as a that, joke. No, I know, but like, isn't that kind of cool when it's like when you're fan? When you're well, fan I, I'm of a huge someone, fan, and then even if it's their assistant or not, but then like yes. you get that 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 um, that visceral reaction. That's well, like, a fun <gasps> little yeah. Well, but that's that goes back to what we're all looking for, which is some connection to these people. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I love that very very much. You should read. Be here now. Okay. It's amazing. And watch Kung Fu Panda? No, what is it? Oh, The Guardians. <laughs> watch The Guardians and watch Kung Fu Panda. They're both a good time. <laughs> uh, do you feel good? Do you want to do one more question? You could tell Oh, my God. I could be... I, I, okay, so can I explain the fruit cobbler that I brought? Yeah. So I had plans to go to this not-really dinner party and I, because I, we were going to go to our friend's house at dinner time, but... We were all going to bring our own food, so yeah. it wasn't like a dinner party. I'm looking at it, but I ha- but I, I made this, and it's all like organic. Oh, you and, made this, yeah. But and then your the, dinner party got and canceled. And I thought, like, ah, oh, you know, maybe Pete and Katie would like it. And oh. I didn't realize that at no point during the show are you like actually like have time. Well, people to eat. don't like when we eat on the mic. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I'm being so sensitive about <laughs> what people think lately, but I am. <laughs> I th- I You're think very I know. Considerate. Well, I am, and I'm not. So it's strawberry, rhubarb, oh, blackberry. It so good. There might be rosemary and lavender in it. There is know. rosemary in it. You can smell it. Wait, did you not make it? I made it. Why are you being coy about the rosemary? I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously rosemary. I don't know if you can smell it. No, you can totally right. smell it. I just... Do you have forks? Yeah, let's try it. I also brought some chia seed pudding to cut the tartness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this just gonna real. try it. Katie, we have plates. You need to. Are you weird? Are you a dessert person? Yeah. Oh, oh I love the tartar. Yeah. It's so good. When did this become dining with Doug and Karen? <laughs> dining with Doug and <laughs> what's her name? The one that saved your mom? Oh, Liz. Dining with Doug Liz. and Liz. Yeah. That's this so is, good. This is really neat. Anyway, no pressure to finish this, but Jesus D. Way to bring a spatula. 
All right, here you go. Enjoy. Mm, watch that neg narrative. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? That's 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 living in my nightmare. You got to take more more ayahuasca and, and get through that. And that's just, one of the things that I always like dating girlfriends. When you get really close to somebody, you do start to get a glimpse at like how they talk to themselves. Oh, we're the yeah. We're so hard on ourselves, and so that's are boys. Terrible. Boys are hard. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a feminine thing. I'm just saying. But it's like when, when you you're intimate with to, another person. Yeah. yeah. Some of my closest guy friends. I'm like, Jesus, that's how you talk to yourself. It's hard. Uh, so yeah. love yourself. What we've learned. Love yourself. Ayahuasca isn't as hard as it sounds, but I still think it... It's not for everybody. This is not an advertisement for it. No, nobody thinks it is. I think we did a good job saying find novelty however you can. Boom. Boom. Exploded. Twice. (laughs) So good, right? Um, Do you remember the hardest time you've ever laughed? We can end with that. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it was drug-induced. That's great. You're just a big druggie. No. I have a <laughs> no. lot of shame about that. I was just articulating I your know. fear. Nobody thinks that. You My, took mushrooms. It was on mushrooms. and um, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cover this up like withholding, but I people know. aren't going to want you to eat while All right, you tell cool. I'll just put it over there or else I'm going to keep eating it. I just covered it like a, a bride's face yeah. <laughs> with saran wrap. She's a virgin over there. Yeah. So, um, no, uh, um, my, uh, my stepsister... I know your stepsister. She uh, trains dogs to, um, for she trains German shepherds for police work and drug detection. Mm -hmm. So she lives a very different life than me. Yes, and it's actually caused a, a, you know, whatever a rift. Yeah, so I feel so it's weird for me to be like talking to public. Oh, I thought this was part of the story. No, I was just saying that like the reason why you're eating the earth ones. Nobody cares about the earth ones. She does if it's illegal. If it's illegal, it's illegal. It's very black and white. I hope that feels good in her brain. I hope so, too. I really do. Yeah. Get some pleasure out of it. Um, Okay, so the hardest I ever laughed was... um, Is this chia? Yeah. It's chia chia seed pudding, yeah, and a little cinnamon. Yikes. I mean, there's spoons, but nobody wants to hear you eat, so... Especially not chia seed pudding. (laughs) I I don't want to hear myself eat that. Um, Okay, so we were camping at the Kern River, and my my dear friend Leslie, who's from uh, the New Orleans area... Yeah, she uh, she was telling a story in her accent um, and was kind of laying on the Cajun on purpose yep. of a story of when her, her <laughs> mom, her mom went to, I don't know, it was if it was Thailand or Cambodia, I think. And they were telling her that um, when you're camping out here, you have to you have to um, tie your um, you have to be really careful about your food because it doesn't matter where you put it. M- monkey don't care. That like they'll just get into your food. <laughs> but my, you don't care. But the, she kept saying it over and over again in this Cajun accent, and I'll, I can't do it justice. But it was something like um, "monkey don't care." <laughs> like, monkey don't care. Monkey don't care. And like she, just, monkey don't care. She could tell that I <laughs> couldn't, and I like to the point where I had to go up to her and um, smother her face from talking because I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I was laughing so <laughs> so hard. Monkey um, don't care. Monkey don't care. <laughs> monkey don't care. Yeah, and then she would just keep talking about this thing that her mom would do it because monkey don't care. Nah, 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 nah. Monkey don't care that. Monkey don't care. Because <laughs> the monkey's gonna steal your food. Monkey don't care. Monkey don't care. He's gonna eat your food. <laughs> don't 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 matter where you put the food. Monkey don't care. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I wish I could remember the time. There is another time where I've laughed my hardest sober, I'm sure. But right now, it's just oh, like coming to me. Don't don't feel bad about that. Yeah, In fact, you didn't have to right. include I still that you were stoned completely. when you were on mushrooms. Yeah. No, you deeply and completely accept, accept myself. 
That's all you need. Yeah, man. Unless you're doing something really fucked up. Yeah, unless you're snapping at a baby's neck. Yeah, don't, don't deeply and completely don't deeply accept that. Be like, I should look in the mirror. Yeah. Get yourself right, then start deeply and completely accepting yourself. Or at least get yourself to a decent level. You can still deeply and completely accept yourself for doing some kind yeah. of fucked up stuff. Meaning, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that we'll I've done recently. We'll write the book up. We'll write, we'll write it Yeah, up. I'll get this to you in the morning. <laughs> We've been on ayahuasca this whole time. Yeah. So we shouldn't talk about the podcast until tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, well, I feel great. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. I, and are you, you good? You good? <laughs> I think I'm good. Yeah. No. You should feel real good. I would feel better if I knew... Yeah. What? The sober time when I laughed that hard. Oh. It's so... Really? Yeah, because I have a shame about, like, you know, whatever. But that's that's something I'm just... I, I, I'm not yet accepting myself all the way. That, so much so that I had to bring it up again. You asked! <laughs> no, no, no. I just meant I with just... the whole episode. <laughs> what? Were you oh. okay? You feel oh good? Oh, my God, I feel so good. We, I can't believe how... I feel like we've been here for four hours. No, that's funny because I feel like it, it went by in 15 minutes. It's been two hours. That was good. We we two hours and eight minutes. We, you you covered a lot of ground in my life. Too well. You taught me a lot of things along the way. Well, made me laugh. <laughs> Hopefully, you no. know. You gave the best ayahuasca story I've ever heard. Really? Uh huh. Cool. Now I feel really good. <laughs> good. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be the best at something. Mm. Ideally, to would you. be able to both of us. <laughs> both of us would be able to go. I liked my ayahuasca story, but as it stands, we're both uh, at the mercy of people telling us that they liked it, and that'll be okay for now. But when we're 45, Mm -hmm. so when we do the repeat episode, maybe more than one, 45 years old, we'll say, you know, I used to care. Now I'm glad that you liked my story for you. Yeah. But but what's more important is that I love my story. I like my story. We wrote that. I like that. Ray Romano was on my show, and we wrote a joke for him where it was um, a segment we were doing. And he was going to go, uh, the show was called Everybody Loves Raymond. But isn't it more important that Raymond loves Raymond? Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, that's so good. It's almost Kermit the Frog sounding. Yeah, my, mine isn't that good. When I was no, talking to him, yeah. it's funny, and I like it. I deeply and completely like accept it. my Ray Romano impression. But when I talk to him, he's like, he sounds way more normal. And I'm like, yeah, I live in Queens. And he's like, <laughs> so and, cool. and he's like yeah, yeah, this... I can't even do it. It's yeah. so subtle. Anyway, little Ray Romano inside inside That's baseball. Good... Raymond loves Raymond. Raymond loves Raymond. Uh, would you say the line? I'll say the line. And may I say why I love the line so much? Yeah. Because I have a buddy named Christopher Pappas, and his nickname is Crispy, not because Crispy. It's, it's not just because of his first name and initial. First initial it's yeah. also because he has really bad psoriasis oh. and he's just flaking all over the place this is real oh my god I'm, i'll plug his band because i feel bad elbow music elbow music <laughs> the driest part of you no. <laughs> <laughs> the epicenter of all psoriasis elbow is a really dark band but l as in like she in french and bell oh with like as in like a southern beautiful bell. in french yeah so elbow isn't it beautiful and crispy bell or is that Italian? Uh, no, no, you're right. Bella is Italian. Bella is, say, say Francais. You know, as Pablo know. Picasso said, if you think your negative thoughts are lizards sl- slithering around each other, they are, and that's real. That's a real quote. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yes. keep it crispy. Yay! Whee!
trippy. <laughs> so good. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 